0: All right, this is Al Vins coming at you from Studio 2. Got my good friend Josh Raymond in the house. How's it going, Josh? It's
1: going well, Al.
0: Awesome. Glad glad
1: to be back in Studio 2.
0: It's a magical place to be. Oh, yes. And we are approaching the postseason of of, uh, wrestling here, Josh. Yeah, we're
1: literally um, right around the corner.
0: We are. We are. Um, Postseason. What if if athletes are a little banged up, Josh, for the postseason? They want to kind of get get to their best self.
1: Well, it's funny you ask, Al, because this is episode 69 and it is brought to us brought to our listeners by General Sports Health and Recovery. We are only 22 days out from the state wrestling tournament, and Dr. Gannon Volk understands the needs of high-level athletes and the stressors that the sport can put on the body. That's why he's focused on helping clients perform better, recover faster, and prevent injuries. As we make our way down the stretch of what is arguably the toughest high school sport, schedule your complimentary consultation with Dr. Gannon at generalsportshealth.com today.
0: Nice. Hey, I know some people get nervous and they have um, like extra bathroom breaks in the postseason or during big events like this. What if you're in the Rochester area and you have uh, a plumbing concern, Josh?
1: (laughs) It's a great call and a great time to give a shout out to another one of our sponsors, Ellsmore Plumbing. You know, Give Jason Ellsmore a call for all your plumbing needs in and around the Rochester area and let him know that you are a wrestling fan and wrestling person and you'll probably get moved up the priority list.
0: That's right. There'll be less of a backlog. Good call. (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) hey, uh, you know, one of the things that we've kind of done a little bit differently or more often this year is um, we've touched on college a little bit more. Part of that is I've spent more time in you know college gyms and high school this year you've certainly still been keeping up with uh with both college and high school and so we kind of do a little bit of a college segment often to get started off um you know i'm a big fan of the augsburg augies here (laughs) oh yeah Uh, we we know that they they had a um a duel that was reportedly 36 minutes right to follow up their battle of the bergs we talked about maybe the best Duel in, in wrestling history. <laughs> they followed that up with a 36-minute victory uh, over Wisconsin-Eau Claire the other night. Um, and I actually think that doesn't include a late start. I think it was less than 36 minutes. So there were six open weights Okay. okay from Eau Claire. And then at 149, Charlie Stuhl, had, um, he pinned his kid in the second period up by 14, and then the next match was 184. Um, not often the second match of the duel. No. Uh, I like it. Bentley Swanbeck-Osterman won by uh, tech fall there at 197. Parker Venz had a first period tech fall. And then at heavyweight, um, uh, mainstay Tyler Kim took the night off. We had Sugar Shaq, Jagger Shaq oh, yeah. in the lineup. Uh, and he came out like a ball of fire and had an early takedown. Uh, and then things slowed down just a little bit there, and it was a full seven-minute heavyweight match. Um, probably consumed half of the match time of that duel. But, yeah, it was, it was a quick one. Um, it was senior night for Augsburg. Uh, I talked to one of the Eau Claire moms before the duel, and um, she was not very happy about making that long. It's not a short drive. It's a long drive for, for five matches. They had one exhibition after that. Apparently, uh, Eau Claire was just getting back to full strength after forfeiting a lot of matches early this season. Okay. And um, last week down at, I think they were maybe at Loris College, hadn't opened. And she said 11 of their wrestlers and one of their coaches got some sort of nasty bug. Um, oh, so they 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 went from forfeiting to closer to full to to kind of.
1: Yeah, it is the season. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Not much you can do about that if you get six. You You know, of their four
0: wrestlers that wrestled, um, their 184 pounder might ring a bell, Michael Loger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, From from Tatino Grace. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wrestled for Tatino. And he's wrestled anywhere from 174 to 84 to 97 this year. But um, Michael's in their lineup. So. Got to watch a, a local Minnesota kid wrestling in one of those short matches. Yeah,
1: that's kind of fun. That I forgot that he was over there. I should know that because we go. We actually go to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire for a, the Eau Claire. You duels. go there twice. We do go there. We do go to Eau Claire <laughs> twice, but we only go to the college once. Okay. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually saw him and his dad at um, what tournament was it? it wasn't the Luther open some tournament early this year. Eau Claire was at as well. And I saw him and his dad from a distance that did not get a chance to talk to him, but, um, I knew he was, he was wrestling and, and, uh, up in the big weight. So he was a little guy when he was younger. Oh um, yeah. I, th- I think, uh, I think referee Hunter Frost actually wrestled Michael Lager <laughs> years ago. Yeah, right. They,
1: they go back and forth back in the day.
0: Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Augsburg. Uh, maybe we'll touch on an upcoming duel they have, Josh. One that you might or might not be familiar with. Um, we can do that. I was. I kind of was going to talk about that a little later as mm-hmm. we finished up our college section. Okay. Um, look, I, I know that you're a super active social media guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of the one of the most active. One of the most. Um, there's been a, a lot of talk in college about reaction time, oh, right? Gosh. So in I'm- in, in
1: a lot of talk is an understatement.
0: Oh, a ton. In college, um, they have what they call reaction time, which basically means it's not an instant takedown. If um, like if I'm got a rear standing and you touch your hands on the mat, I don't instantly get a takedown. They, they have a re- reaction time which essentially allows me to defend it and like come back to my feet, for instance immediately. Well, something changed this year fairly recently, I think, Um, certainly in the last few weeks, maybe all year, and college officials are calling it way differently. Um, They are given reaction time more than like a split second. Uh, It's like multiple seconds, sometimes two, three, four, five, six seconds, and there were a couple of calls this weekend and a couple previously that have uh, just been something else. I I think, I know, Josh, you... You saw Penn State, Ohio State, right? That's a big duel. Penn State, obviously, heavy favorites, but Ohio State—they're um, the last team, not named Penn State, to win a Big Ten title. Ohio State, like they, they've got a good program going, and they're they're prideful. So yeah, they come.
1: This, this duel's important to them. Yeah,
0: they show up at State College ready to battle. Their parents are up in a in a flipping corner, I'm sure, because of Penn State fans. You know, you remember when Lundy talked about like um, uh, the the comfy seats? Oh yeah, right the, the good use
1: soft
2: seats.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's soft seats at State College, but it's an elderly crowd. Like it's it's gonna be interesting. They may roll over their 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 fan base in the next few years.
1: But they've actually been there, so you can I have relate. Been. Yeah, you, and you the visiting
0: fans there. are literally up in a corner, like a terrible section. It's it's a mess. But That's anyway, the first
1: time I've ever heard Goodhue compared to Penn State. Right. That's a nice
0: little nice little work in there, Al. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you get what you get, and uh, yeah. So so Ohio State goes in there and they're ready to battle, right? They they know they got an uphill battle, but they're going to compete hard. Well, they roll out Vinnie Kukeri at 125, right, against Braden Davis. Um, good matchup. Davis is a favorite, goes out there. Did you see the highlight of that match, us at the end? I did. So Kilcary was in red, by the way. (laughs) Did you think he had a takedown or no takedown?
1: Well, he clearly had a takedown. I was trying to figure out why the ref was not counting near fall.
0: Right? It was unbelievable.
1: This unbelievable, and I guarantee, which is even more interesting, Vinny Kilcary's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's from Greater Latrobe, like, I imagine that he had a fair amount of fans there.
0: Right? That probably got loud for him at the time a bit. Yes. How can it not? And what a weird... It s- was so weird. And you and you watch that. And, and you know, um, I know you're more of a wrestling guy in the winter than an NFL guy in the fall. But oh, yeah, for sure. But a few years ago, there was a, a deal in the NFL, maybe more than a few, I don't know. But they said, people were saying, I don't even know what a catch is anymore. Because they were changing the criteria for a catch. Like, it used to be you had to catch the ball with a foot in bounds. And they're like, it's got to be two feet or one feet. You have to make a football move or not. You have to uh, show control. You have you know, all these extra criteria. It's, it's actually people, when I stopped
1: watching football.
0: Yeah. It was that, that year. It was like, this right. is... It got bananas, right? Like, you watch it and you're like, that's a catch. It's not a catch? How is that not... Luckily, they have reviews so they can fix it. Yeah. Well, they don't. It's still not a catch. No, it's still not a takedown. Not, that, it was bonkers. It was... It was nuts. I mean, um, look, it, it, I heard I heard a couple of people, um, like national um, wrestling media celebrity, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, well, Willie Saylor, I'll just say it. Willie Saylor, who is one of the biggest complainers ever, which is hilarious, right? Like he likes to drink Bud Heavies and on Twitter, but um, he was he was talking about how bad the situation was and he ended up doing on a podcast. He said, look, this is just a new normal. We have to get used to it. And I couldn't believe he backed down. And I, I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Uh, We shouldn't
1: have to get used to that. I mean, literally the ref sat there and instead of getting down to count near
0: fall, just let them. He just sat there and waved. Just
1: yeah. We don't have to get used to that. That's not right.
0: No. And if you wanna, um, you know, if you wanna see that refs refing style, just watch any of Penn State's home duels. He does them all. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, seems to anyway. But you know, there was there was other calls in that duel that were kind of nuts too. But this whole neutral danger or not neutral. Danger, this whole. Um, this whole reaction time thing is just out of control, and it's and it's too subjective. And I want to talk about a couple examples here over the weekend of where uh, that same exact rule was applied way differently, right? And they're going to be easy. But I want to mention with that PS, uh, PSU-Ohio State duel, um, Penn State, like people have joked about them getting calls for a long time, but clearly... To the common viewer, like you and I, that looked like a takedown and probably back points, but certainly a takedown for kill Carey. If you watch um, uh, Bo Bartlett and Mendez, um, they gave a neutral danger. Um, They awarded Bartlett a takedown on neutral danger, which is supposed to be for a three count. And it was maybe a second half that he swung three times and called it neutral danger. It was super fast. Um, Tyler Kasack against Dylan D'Amelio. Um, they gave Kasack back points, and they gave him two back points, right? Which in college a two count, and there's no chance that he was he was 45 degrees for a two count. I'm not even convinced he was past 90. And we've talked that sometimes they're like, well, it's 90ish, and they, they kind of give the benefit of the doubt their protractors off, and if they go past 90 they start counting. But this was this was I mean. It was crazy. I, I mean, it was maybe a second, a second and a half. He was past ninety, and he's awarded two back points. It's supposed to be forty-five. So, um, yeah, that's I won't it. lie. I'm, I'm loving on the anti-Penn State stuff here,
1: Alice. Well, it I mean, was, do they need the help? Do they? Do they? Do they need the help? Do they need the help? Like well, I, I, like...
0: I don't have their lineup in front of me, but um, I think they've got at least four or five guys that are that are ranked number one in the country. Um, one of them is Bo Bartlett. So that's going to change probably after next week, but, um, shots fired, shots fired. They've got, I think I saw the last set of coaches rankings. I saw, I think they had a blood round guy and nine all Americans, including, um, three or four or five finalists, you know, uh, they, they are loaded. They do not need a lot of help. Yeah.
1: And you, you, yeah, they just don't need the help. Let's let them wrestle and,
0: yeah, the, they're the gonna earn plenty thing, of wins. Yeah,
1: the t- the takedown situation was is, is frustrating because it was like, what am I, what is going on? here?
0: I, I tell you what, when Barlow was running to the back, like the Penn State wrestlers looked embarrassed, like they looked they looked embarrassed to me, right? As and I was I I was watching the duel through you know, angry eyes or whatever, not angry eyes, but I was, I was already, you were wearing your head. corn, your corn Husker goggles. Uh, well, but it, I mean, it was Ohio state, which I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, nine of their 10 wrestlers. So it was like, I, I don't know. It just, it seemed odd that, that, uh, the wrestlers even almost looked embarrassed I got, to me. Oh. Uh, um, how about uh, Missouri, Oki State? I know you've got strong Oki State ties. Um, not that you necessarily are like a homer for Oki State, but you you know a lot of the the coaches and the guys and been down in their room and and stuff. Um, let me ask you this, Josh: As you get older in your advanced age, do you ever wake up and just like feel flat and like you can't really get up and be active and energetic? Um, at all?
1: Yeah, usually the morning after we podcast. Right. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be Missouri. Holy buckets! They looked terrible. I mean, they're a good team, and they were at home, and they were so flat. It was unbelievable. Do you think any of that had to do with no, what didn't know a certain wrestle in a neck brace? So that was actually uh, one of my three notes I took down for tonight's okay, podcast. Sir, I'm ready. I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, no, I, I was hoping this I was going to come up. I definitely want to talk about this because it's ridiculous. Um, let's start out with this. Well, we'll start with Noah's, Noah. Noah, certain neck, neck brace. Are you serious? You have to wrestle in a neck brace. Grant Leith did it all the time. He did. Where was he from? Missouri. Oh, he was. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, look, I think it's terrible. If you need a neck, ra- a neck brace to safely wrestle, you are not safe to compete on the mat. What if it comes off? I, if a headgear <laughs> comes off, they'll let you wrestle, right? Yeah. Because it's just a headgear and they'll let you wrestle if you're in the middle of a position. If that neck brace comes off, do we need to see a paralyzed kid before we stop this nonsense? No, I,
1: I totally disagree. I'm like, if that kid is tough enough to go out there with a broken neck or whatever it is that requires a neck brace, let him wrestle out.
0: Does it, does it require a neck brace, Josh, or is it just that much harder to get a claw right in on a guy with a slippery giant pad around his neck that you can't have Nelson?
1: You know, I never thought about it that way, but I, these kids, they need to protect themselves. I mean, guys get to wear a knee pad. Why, if you get to wear a knee pad, why can't I wear a neck brace?
0: It is, it is a good question. (laughs) It's an outrage. Neck I, braces are different. They're way too big and bulky. Guys can't... Look, you watch guys do chicken wing halves. You watch guys do claw rides. You can't do any of that against a neck brace. It just we, slides and moves. Can we at least agree they look stylish? They do look stylish. <laughs> and and I've never seen a knee brace. Well, maybe. Is there a knee brace with a Twitter feed? Because I, I know there's a neck brace. Uh, Michael D'Agostino's knee pads neck neck braces. Have a Twitter feed, don't they? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I... Michael D'Agostino. We'll talk about him later, too. Okay. I, think I, I think I smell that <laughs> knee pad. Oh, So, yeah, so we start to do a lot with a guy in, in a neck brace. And by the way, I think that's the last time we're going to see Noah Certain in a neck brace. Because I heard he wore it, and he's then he won a match or two, and, you know, whatever. And, and so he kind of, like, went along with it. I think Noah Certain's too good of a wrestler to have a gimmick like that. Um, I gimmick? think he's going to get rid of it. I it's it's unsafe, Josh. It's like you know. I was watching uh, Moundsview versus Simley, and there was elusive talk of things like um, inhalers and uh, oh, yeah. untied inhaler shoes, break. and yes. you know, lots of different. All of my tricks I had. <laughs> 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 We've talked about it before off air for sure. In all seriousness, if someone needs an inhaler to safely compete, what happens if that natural break in wrestling doesn't happen? I think that kid just needs to be done. He mm-hmm. needs to forfeit medically forfeit. It's not safe to compete. <laughs> and and by the way, I've seen a lot lot fewer. Oh. Like I've rarely seen an inhaler over the last couple of years. Yeah. For a while, that was all the rage.
1: Way less. You just right. don't. You have not. I mean, if you read the directions on the inhaler, I do not believe. I think you got to like use it like a thirty minutes before activity. And yeah. You need like yeah. A six inch tube. You know, not like my old trick where I'd be like, I'd hand this fake inhaler I got from the <laughs> pharmacy to my coach. I'm like, hang on, hold this. I might need this during the match. You know? <laughs> he look at me like, like, what? You got asthma.
0: Like, I do today. I do today. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. It, so I, I'll say this. I think, I think Noah Certain is going to be done with the neck brace.
1: Well, then he's probably fully recovered.
0: He's, he's, <laughs> he's probably <laughs> fully recovered. Do you recovered. know what his
1: injury was?
0: Um, I can't say it on air. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. My, my guess would not be, uh, politically correct.
1: All right. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring up the neck brace, but I'm glad you had it
0: on your I, list. I literally had it, as... it on my list because it drives me crazy. <laughs> I think it's terrible. Um, and I say that, like I say, it, you ask Cash sometime if he's ever wrestled somebody the neck brace and, and just for, <laughs> just for an experiment, have somebody put one on and see how his rides go, right? Everything changes. I, I mean, can you wear Half a Nelson's neck brace and work? wrestle in high school? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, I'd hate to take away an opportunity from a kid who wants to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so gets... I, don't, oh, I hope not. I hope it's not going to cut. The good news is uh, Noah Certain is 0-1 this weekend with his neck brace on, so it's no longer cool. Grant Leith was Jack, though, man. That guy looked like a bodybuilder. Like he, he made the neck brace look cool. He did. He did. He also did not need it, by the way. He's terrible. Oh, so so in that same duel, so we're at Missouri, right? And this is the top five team in the country. They're good. They're good. Do you want to know who they rolled out at 141? I would love Keep that. in mind they're at home. Do well, let's start at 133. Okay. Start at 133. They rolled out, Josh, a forfeited a weight class at home. They forfeit a weight class at home. I get that when you travel, like there are teams that will travel, like to Maryland and Rutgers for a Thursday Sunday or whatever dual weekend, and you can only travel with so many kids. I get it, and um, you know, and and maybe something happens with a skin funk or an injury or whatever, and you somehow have to forfeit. Like it happens rarely, but it does. But they're at home. Missouri's at home against another top five team and a Big Twelve opponent that you know these are big seeding implications for the Big 12s which is their qualifier for nationals oh yeah and they forfeited a weight class i couldn't believe it it was so weird but um
1: they almost have to have something going on don't they
0: the, i don't know illness? i mean like you said they looked flat like maybe they did look flat across the board um So so Dayton Fix is at 133 for Oklahoma State. So they did the old, uh, I'm going to earn my buddy um, a seed based on Al Venza's criteria. I'm going to bump up to 141 and get a win, right? Dayton Fix is a big fan of the show, I believe. I'm not certain, but I I believe so. I can see that. I know he's not against the show. I believe that to be true. Uh, So he bumps up to 141, right? They send out their backup 125 pounder. Josh, if you were going to section wrestling... What do you take extras of? For sure, I know you take the lightest weight. You always
1: bring an extra 106. And I
0: know you take uh, an extra uh, one minus heavyweight, heavyweight minus one, right? Yeah. That can cover either of the top two weights. Yep. Like even 215, if
1: 215, this year's 215, right? Right. Yeah.
0: You always take that extra 107 and 215. Like no matter what, even if they're, because of this situation, they had a 125 pounder took a, a forfeit at 133. Didn't need to be an all-American and national champ. They just rolled out some dude to get his hand raised. Right? Yeah. So that's that's why you have to have that lowest weight and the heavy minus one. Yes. Yeah, the setup for heavyweight. Luckily, Oklahoma State traveled better than Missouri uh, was prepared at home there. And uh so Fix bumped up to 141. He wanted actually, it was kind of a close, not super exciting match. Um his style is fun to watch at times, but Given up an extra eight pounds, um, you know he he's a big thirty three. It's not like he was weak, but he some of his some of his actions didn't quite have the same effect. Given up a couple pounds there, um, anyway. Yeah, Okie State won that duel easily. It was it was the flattest I've seen Mizzou look in a long time, and and they're you know they're a good team. They've got some good wrestlers, um, some exciting wrestlers. Well, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, Al,
1: but do you think maybe part of it was that they were they were wrestling flat, they were they were apprehensive because they were no they were nervous about Noah Certain's they could neck have neck injury, they could potential. have. Although
0: that only explains that first match. He was first, <laughs> so the next nine, maybe they were so relieved that they're like, you know what, um, let's not be concerned with winning this wrestling competition. Let's just be happy for our health. Yes, that might have like, been their attitude. I just, just throwing that out there. And then there. maybe maybe the other nine guys roll You know, Farmington's own Noah Helverson is there doing uh, social media stuff for the Mizzou Wrestling Squad. Maybe I'll see if I can get some inside info on that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool gig. I don't gig. know that he's going to share it with me, but, yeah, it's a super cool gig.
1: For uh, that's uh, for people who don't know Noah Halverson from Farmington, he started out doing high school.
0: Um, He took his own gear and went around to wrestling events and was, was – taking pictures and taping and stuff and producing little highlight clips and stuff for the boys, and everybody thought the kids thought it was great and it was fun, and he's now got a big boy job for Missouri wrestling. He's doing it for a living. For a I mean, living. Top five team in the country with, like I say, they they look bad this weekend, but they are some of the – they've got some super exciting wrestlers. I'm you know. Not- they –
1: I know. I'm just saying, if, if one of my buddies was wrestling in a neck brace, I'd be nervous about his health, too, and I probably wouldn't perform the same. So I'm going to cut him some slack.
0: I, <laughs> you are a compassionate young man, Josh. I, that's one of the many things I like about you, <laughs> your compassion. Um, speaking of compassion, <clears throat> let's bring up one of your non-favorite topics, Iowa-Michigan. Oh, jeez. Actually, that was... I, you, you know what? I really enjoyed that duel this year. So going into that duel... We we did some talking beforehand. I look, Josh, Iowa was sixty three and three in duels, going back to a twenty nineteen loss to Oklahoma State.
1: Oh, look at this, Al. Looks like we got a call from Brandon Lundy. No way. Hello, Lundy.
3: Are you? What's
1: happening? Well, we and Al are in the midst of recording a podcast. And... Oh,
3: the old Al and Josh show. Yeah.
1: Studio 2. Studio 2, yes, sir.
3: Gotcha, gotcha. I'm in a meeting.
1: Meeting, a meeting? What kind of meeting?
3: Yeah, well, not a meeting of the minds. It's our, it's our, uh, it's actually a Snowmobile Club meeting.
1: Snowmobile Club meeting. Yeah. It was, what, what, hey, what's yeah. the name of the Snowmobile Club in Zambroda that's having a meeting okay. tonight?
3: The covered, the covered Bridge Riders, and it actually started at 7, and I'm, I stepped out, I'm leading the meeting. You so the, I... Yeah, we took a little break.
1: What are you guys talking about?
3: Is it your turn on the rotation
0: to do like uh, trail grooming this weekend, or?
3: Yeah, yeah, the groomers here. Um, well, interestingly enough, uh, we actually just got back from a snowmobile trip to uh, the UP of Michigan. Oh and yeah, the trail conditions were similar to that of Zambroda.
1: Oh, that is not a fun trip. If you went all way <laughs> to the UP and and that's not good. No,
3: no, but tonight we have, everybody has a, uh, everybody's
1: drinking their beer out of a red solo cup. Oh, in honor of Toby, Toby Keith. Keith. A, a little Toby Keith uh, memorial here at the Zombrona Covered Bridge Riders Clubhouse. Oh, that's very honorable. That makes sense. That's good to hear. Yeah, I
3: imagine you guys probably have a lot of country music fan uh, listeners.
1: I gotta believe. I, I, I would think I so. Know, I've never done a poll, but I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I definitely I, listeners that enjoy a red solo <laughs> cup from time to time. Yeah, well,
3: Al, Al, is Al on tonight? Oh, yeah, Al's here. Oh, I'm right here. Al, you you know Josh pretty well. I do. Well, then you would actually know that Josh Raymond is a, a pretty big country music fan, and um, his middle name is actually Troyle after the great uh, Garth Brooks.
0: <laughs> I was unfamiliar with that.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's actually Troyle. I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask <laughs> oh, Pops why
3: he hasn't shared that with me. Yeah, yeah, you learn something new every day.
1: <laughs> How do you spell that?
3: It It's a T. I
1: feel like I should know that.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So for those you...
3: Well, well, here's something cool about technology. We were up in the UP snowmobiling. Well, we were up in the UP bar hopping and we ended up at our hotel and we actually live streamed the KMZM match in their uh, in the hotel conference room.
1: Yeah, that that is actually pretty sweet that you're able to do that.
3: Right? Yeah, it it was cool. What a match. It was it was uh man down to the wire. Of course I was pretty impartial um, uh, watching it, but the announcers most certainly weren't. But they did a good job. They did a pretty good job. <laughs>
1: you didn't, you didn't think we, the Cass and Manerville announcers were impartial?
3: Ah, they were a little bit quick on trying to draw some stalling calls and things of that nature, but I guess to each their own. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was—I thought Bill did a nice job.
1: Agreed. I totally agree. We wa- we also watched that duel, and yeah, that um, I agree on the 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 officiating was was well done.
3: <laughs> it was, but I I got I know you guys sponsor the ref. Yeah. You know, and that's a that's awesome, and I think. Actually, our officials do a phenomenal job. They dedicate a lot of time and energy. But th- this may just be me. Have you guys noticed there has been an absence of the slide tap or the pin? And and where I'm going with it, a lot of times I, I remember, like, I'm going to call Glenn Hints out here a little bit. Glenn would actually kind of put himself in a poor officiating position <laughs> if, he, if he sensed a, a fall coming. And he would sprint around the wrestlers and slide and tap the mat all in one motion. and it was probably one of the most electrifying <laughs> moments of the match. <laughs> I, know,
1: I know exactly the situation you're talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah, That's... and I, 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 what happened to it? I, do you guys get have any I know you guys are deep rooted into the wrestling community. Any any ideas? where that went it's, it's
0: a great question i don't know if if some of our veteran officials that uh utilize that maneuver are starting to age a little bit and maybe don't have the same
3: spryness they used to it it made i know the ravaging rick rude 20 years ago he was a pro at right. the old slide tap
1: <laughs> so you, are you kind of insinuating that the slide tap Fall hand move was was staged because you said they put themselves in a position, a a poor position for the fall.
2: I wouldn't say every time,
3: but (laughs) I I, think. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, but you, you actually, speaking of, and I would act, I'm would, i going to challenge Glenn, and I, I know Glenn listens to the podcast, um, and there's oftentimes maybe a hospitality room at some of these events. Oh, yeah. If he could rally some of these officials and start promoting that again, um, j- just to, I, I mean, it's a... It's, uh, there could even be maybe a wager amongst the refs who gets the most in a season or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's an athletic move, too. It, it, and you said, it, like, that's an electrifying part of the duel.
3: It really is. It really is. And, I, I mean, I, I'll never forget, you know, Jerry Reeker down there in Casson was just a phenomenal ref. And by the time the match was done, he was sweating about as much <laughs> as the, the wrestlers because he was so into it. And, God, it made the, it made the whole freaking thing fun.
1: Oh yeah, I you know I remember exactly those matches very about. well. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Are we live?
1: We're, we're, well, we're kind of live. We're recording. We're as live as we yeah, can. we're as live as we get. I mean, okay. we're recording and we do little to no editing. So. Yeah, um, the editing department's gone again. Yeah, you know we don't want to overwork them guys. Right. Not, uh, the doctor,
3: the eye appointment again. Yes. I've seen that one a million times. <laughs>
0: Well, they get paid hourly, and so we don't like
3: to really uh, stretch our budget too much by having a lot of editing for that. Sure, sure. Yeah, Merle, I'll be wait a second. Merle, yeah, I'll be in. Just it's a personal matter.
1: It's the Cover Bridge Riders, there.
3: Yeah, yeah. But so when I was watching the live stream, and uh, you know, a lot of schools do the live stream for the matches. Yeah. Um, and I went to look up. The good you live stream good you and they actually removed it nearly immediately. I, I don't know if it was my buddy Ross or it could have been Kyle I don't know, but they they actually took it down nearly instantly
1: when you and, when you say <laughs> your buddy Ross or Kyle, who do you you know for our listeners, who would that be?
3: Oh my good buddy Ross Mattis, the Tahitian treat from the Good you county co-op he's a big he's a big advocate over there in good you and then of course um well we all know kyle
1: kyle, oh, kyle haneke okay yeah, 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 yes yeah, yeah. okay oh, so
3: i ran into i ran into kyle's um i was up at a conference in st cloud and i ran into kyle's dad joe and it was funny he was talking about the podcast and we were laughing and he was talking about uh how uh, him and my dad used to wrestle together and good you in the late 70s early 80s oh yeah uh, so it's pretty cool how you can even have wrestling conversations forty years later.
1: Yeah, that's that actually is really cool.
3: Right? Yeah, but they, but you removed the podcast because of scouting.
1: Oh, the the live, oh, stream. The
3: live stream. Yeah, the live stream because what? and I I have been very vocal about the deep waste and hack, and I've been pretty vocal about I I don't know Kyle, I've already given away the move, so yeah. put it back up there at least for a few days. It gave away the move. <laughs> so yeah, cool. kind of like my dad did with the Destroyer when he cupped, put his hands around his mouth. Yeah, dude, the know, destroyer. Stellar.
1: Yeah, the the because I heard I know the live stream you're talking about. That's when they wrestled Zambrota, right? When yeah, Goody yeah. versus Em, and I heard yeah, they had good. Witchy doing play by play with Logan Brewer.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to it. Witchy. Does a phenomenal job. Logan, he's got that 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 voice, and I was really looking forward to that. But I. I, I
1: think it was kyle yeah i can i can totally believe that yeah. i can see that yeah. from what i hear but,
3: but i gotta i gotta actually pound the gavel. i'm actually the president of this club so they're waiting on me but i i was thinking earlier today it's section time
1: It we're, yes we're, we are there and
3: you know it's it's that time of year where um You've, you've conditioned. If you haven't been running after practice, you should have. And if you if you're gonna start now, it's probably too late. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um, or so if you learn you learn a new move, I, who cares? P- perfect what you got.
3: You know it's it's getting down to the wire here. Um, but does anybody ever coach up the mental aspect of this 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 uh, sport? It's the greatest sport on the planet. But. I just, every wrestler out there, every coach out there, every parent, every match starts zero to zero, this is... and, and whether you're a, a top seed in that tournament or a bottom seed, the match starts zero to zero, and if you win that mental game, um, that's where you have the chance.
2: Yeah, this so is
1: I... great advice, man. I'm glad yeah. we're recording this. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a little sentimental. I I got
3: a little bit of a tear welting up here, but um, give her hell, guys! It's it's. Oh, I forget the editing department. Department. Yeah, well,
1: it's a, nothing we can do about that one. Okay. <laughs> that one.
3: Go, I don't know the new way of saying that. Um, give her your all. <laughs> so, but go 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 to beat hell because you don't get her back and and um, win that mental match, and you never know you might pull an upset and. Uh, and, and it might be that upset that put your team in that state tournament.
1: Freaking awesome advice, man. Thanks for the call, Lundy. Appreciate it. I love
3: it. Yeah, yeah, you bet, Kieran. We're going to get the, the trails groomed, so if anybody's thinking about snowmobiling down in Zambroda here this weekend,
2: um, let us don't do not do it. Don't do it,
1: yeah.
3: And, uh, hey, there's a tournament at the
1: at the Zambroda. i got to plug this. Do, do it. I get
3: to, do i got to sponsor
1: this to plug this? No, no, you can just... Plug it, please. Youth youth tournament in Zimbroda on Sunday. Um, there was some flooding in the gym, but who cares?
3: It was only the basketball court, so yeah. we'll throw some wrestling mats over it, and nobody really cares about the boards underneath it, anyways. So, uh, big tournament in Zimbroda. Come on over, say hi, and uh, and wrap up this season.
1: Awesome, man. You guys heard them. Youth tournament Sunday in Zimbroda at, at the at Zimbroda, not in Mazeppa, right? Yep, it's in Zimbroda. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, guys. Over and out.
3: And Glenn, slide tap.
1: Slide see tap. You <laughs> see you. All right. See you, bye. see you. Bye. So one thing you know is interesting about what he's talking about there, Al, was um, the the mental part of the sections and you know, being ready for the. I think when he qualified for the state tournament in high school,
0: he was maybe a five seed. Oh, so he knows a little bit about uh, ignoring the number by the name and just rest on a match.
1: Yeah, totally. Like that's a was
0: like a. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he. You know, it's pretty easy when when Lundy starts talking to to kind of wonder what sort of funny stuff is gonna come up next because he's he's got that. But that was some that was some solid advice there, right? Like. Um, yeah,
1: I like when he says the officials would get themselves in a poor, poor position, position intentionally, <laughs> intentionally for to call a fall and have to run and like basically dive and right? slide across the mat, right? And I mean, he says tap, but I mean they rarely tapped, right? No, it was a, that's not very a exciting. Boomer, a tap yeah.
0: is not exciting. Something I can feel on on mat number three when I'm reffing on mat number one. That's what people really love.
1: I'm <laughs> glad he called in.
0: Right and uh, you know not afraid to to mention guys like Glenn and Reeker and and Rick Rude and just just so we're clear on it, right? Yeah, (laughs) we know Glenn well. Next time we see him, this conversation will be had. I promise.
1: Well, he's he's from Zombrodo. Yeah, that's the.
0: So uh, all right, that was a that was a great uh, little diversion there, and let's get back to uh, let's get back to. Sixty three and three. Oh, and I would tell you more about that Oklahoma State loss, but Flow Wrestling completely botched the the biggest streaming deal ever. Oh yeah. And they ended up they like they were Facebook live it off someone's cell phone, Matt's side. It was it was a mess. You gotta <laughs> see a couple
1: good matches in that before that happened though, right? Right. Was... Right and
0: oh, and some super iconic still photos. Like oh, maybe yeah. the most iconic Dayton Fix uh or Austin DeSanto yes. photo ever. It's got him in a Oh my gosh! It looks Legs like an all-star in. wrestling move, right? Like he's by. Look, if Austin had a neck brace on, that would not have been uncomfortable. <laughs> Dayton's, uh, Dayton's, Dayton's arm across the throat would have been super easy to deal with. Austin went to Austin have to should tap have out. had. Right, he, he wouldn't had to tap out. There we go. Get him a neck brace.
1: Get him a I neck mean, brace. Was that the same duel that Piccinini pinned?
0: I believe it Spencer was. Spencer Lee. Yeah, that was a bonkers duel. Oh it was gosh. actually super exciting. I, I went back and found footage later from some crowd people that have had Facebooked it or whatever, YouTubed it. Um, but yeah, it was disappointing because it was literally one of the biggest deals at the time. Flow was just kind of dominating the market, and they really screwed that up. But, down with the negativity, on with the positivity. Yeah. Uh, so... 63 and three includes they were actually 62 63 and two until recently those two losses iowa had in the last four years were both to penn state pretty good team yeah not, not bad. Mad. um and then they rolled into a duel this weekend against michigan and um
1: josh you did you watch it at all i watched some highlights i i did watch i went back and watched a couple matches um uh, one that sticks out in my mind, you know, obviously, is the, the Real Woods match. You know, the Sergio Lemley-Real Woods. That one was fun.
0: So that was – Real Woods was probably ranked number one in the country at the time. Sergio Lemley is a freshman. A true freshman, true right. freshman. Um, like I
1: think I just watched so Sergio Lemley. So Woods is Lemley. certainly
0: favorite in that, right? Yeah, I mean – What was the final score? Or what was the final uh, team point result? I don't remember the exact score, but it was a well, – It was a major
1: decision. Major decision. And how it wasn't a
0: pin – Oh, he had him stuck. I understand. My mom actually texted me during the Oxford duel that Lemley had Realwood stuck. Your mom texted you that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. So that goes to show you that I I understand that the officials and I'm not. I don't want to rip on officials because that obviously is not something we want to do. They're right there. They're this far away, right? right? They're. But anybody, go back and watch that duel. Oh yeah! Watch that match. Like, you are you kidding me? Like, what was going on here? Like, the ref's like, this true freshman can't pin
0: real Woods. It's against it, the rules. It was it was bonkers, man. Lemley smoked him, and that was that was one of five wins in the first five matches for Michigan. Yeah, that's a good way to start, right? Not bad at all. They just look. It was. Um, did, were, were the, did you recognize all twenty wrestlers in that? Because like a third of those wrestlers are transfers. Those two schools are two of the big NIL money schools. So I'm listening. If you are if you are a D1 all-American right now looking for some money next year, these would be two good options to at least consider, right? They they we're not going to talk specific numbers, but there's big money being thrown around by NIL deals on both these. Look, Michigan has they, they were they actually had the first big NIL ever. Remember who that was? No. Who? Braided hair, little guy.
1: Oh, Suriano? Yeah, oh, Nick Suriano. Yeah, got that was to go a big money there.
0: And that was out of nowhere, right? That was like a Penn State to Rutgers to Michigan, and the Michigan move was for cash. You forgot Arizona State was in the mix there, for, too. Right, right. So so Michigan is, has been on board with this, paying wrestlers for a long time, which is, you know, there's whatever. That's a different topic. Good for them. But, you know, they have Michael D'Agostino, who he took. We talked about his uh, knee brace earlier. His knee pads. We talked about uh, what about his beard? We didn't talk about his beard yet. But oh my gosh! So at one point the rule was you can have facial hair as long as the referee can see through your facial hair to do a skin check. I do not believe that to be true for Michael DiAgostino. Let me ask you this: If you were a referee and you wanted to do a thorough skin check, would you? Dig I wouldn't. In not- <laughs> no <laughs> chance. <laughs> Am I wearing rubber gloves at this point? No chance I'm doing it. I don't even know if I want to get my eyes in there close up. I know it's going to jump out of that mess.
1: Just let me take a look. Did here, you Michelle? wrestle him
0: ever, Josh? Because you it feels like you're about the same age as Michael DiAgostino. Oh, my gosh. You
1: know, but his, look at his picture Right, from his freshman year of
0: college. <laughs> oh. Uh, I love it. I love how fired up you are. Keep going, man. Oh, this is it, awesome. It's fun. How about Austin Gomez? Now, that's a guy. He's also the same age as me. You know, I just, I feel like he could find one more year of eligibility somehow and go to a school I'd like to cheer for, because I'm going to be honest, not the biggest Michigan fan. No. I was never a Wisconsin fan. No. And I don't mind the Cyclones at all. Um, You know, I'm not in love with the fact that it's all the water, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up a Cyclone fan when they had like a, a... Hawkeye coaching staff come in, like it got a little sideways for me. Um, but I was all right with Gomez at Iowa State. But yeah, he's kind of making the rounds. I just feel like I feel like he's gonna find some 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 other place to go with one hidden year of eligibility and really break my heart. I don't know. But
1: right. uh, I kind of hope he does. Just because I mean another school would be fun, right? He's a stud, man. Yeah, like, he's fun. He is entertaining, he doesn't to watch. give
0: two anything about anything, right? Like he he sends it. He always, always has. Always. always has. Since Victor Gleaver wrestled him in the in the in the dome at the Wisconsin Dells. Austin Gomez sends it. <laughs> I think I'm
1: pretty sure he's on the Clash um Hall of Fame, too.
0: Absolutely. Um Shane Griffith, the guy you might have heard of, uh he's known mostly for saving an entire D one wrestling program in Stanford. Save he Stanford also wrestles wrestling. for Michigan now. And then their heavyweight Lucas Davison. Right? He's a longtime Northwestern heavyweight. Great big dude. Uh, good dude. Good wrestler. Wrestles like a 97 pounder that's oversized. Um, I always got some too, right? They've got Real Woods, uh, Jared Franick, uh, Frank Calliando.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> Frank it's Michael. Caliendo?
0: Frank Calliando would maybe be doing some. He'd be uh, making us laugh. He might be making us laugh about uh, a big game this weekend. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? Um we have got uh so I know that I've actually know two people really well that are very high on the uh accurate um pronunciations of names. Okay. Whether it's schools, mascots, um, wrestler names, whatever. Um I'm a both, fan of guys like this. Both you and Jason Bryant uh are always like big, like that's important and I love it because I think I think it is important. Um, I remember, uh, like sitting in on a ninth grade football team in Farmington and, um, you know, saying a, a kid's name correctly. And the mom came up and thanked me afterwards because they always said it wrong sort of thing. Right. Anyway, I have a big appreciation for now. Jason Bryan has more complicated names than you at times, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Uh, we've got, uh, the proper pronunciation segment and we're going to, this is sponsored by the 17ers. It's kind of a private sponsor. Uh, they did not want to be called out, um, by name other than the 17ers. Now this is, you never actually mentioned another sponsor to me. Well, it, it was, it's a last minute deal. I just got this weekend. Okay. Um, it says, Back Deck and Aquatic Center, 17ers, is the koozie. There was a trade. I made a a trade with um, one of the representatives from this organization with the uh, Alan Joshua koozie and their 17ers koozie.
1: Oh, I can respect that. But this has nothing to do with the Packers,
0: does it? No. Okay. Then then, then let's carry on. No, it's the uh, proper pronunciation. Caleb Ratchy. Ratchy. Yeah, from Iowa. He was uh, not that long ago. We've actually talked about. It. He was like their fourth or fifth string, 149 pounder, a few months ago. Yeah, he was
1: my third. He he, be, he rapidly became my third favorite Hawkeye. Right, right. <laughs> when he, he beat, beat other beat, Hawkeyes, three <laughs> Hawkeyes
0: at the Soldier Salute. Oh,
1: Ratchy, Ratchy. Yep. Okay. I don't see
0: it, but I I can hear it. I guess I, you know. I mean, I I guess I've. If you have a K and an N together, it's a silent K sometimes. This is a silent N for no particular reason at the end. Ratch. I don't know. I, I still, every time someone tells me a name like that, I think they're screwing with me. But this was a pretty good source. It actually sounds tougher. Way tougher.
1: Because um, what, it looks like Rathjin, right? Rathjin, yeah, yeah. That's Rath-Gin. what I've said for a long
0: time. Rathjin. Ratchy. Yeah,
1: hey, Ratchy. Ratchy. Hey. on deck.
0: It sounds like a 67 year old, hard hey. nosed, coach, saying that in an angry fashion, like "You're up, Ratchy. Let's go. Let's go, Ratchy."
1: I'm here today with my good friend Al Veans. <laughs> <Vines. laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so anyway, yeah. So that was a uh, that was a quick little uh, proper pronunciation segment. Oh, I like it. You appreciate yeah, those, I do. and yeah, JB sure. does too. Um, by the way, we uh, I got an, another request. I know you get them two jason said we need to get together either down here or up there or at pinnacle or someplace and get a a little collab going
1: i think it'd be great i i actually wouldn't mind going to um
0: i'd love to see jb's place
1: to see the speakeasy
0: i would too and there's uh rumors it's being possibly renovated oh really yeah so i i mean it's not that old no, it's not that old and it looks super nice. But I've never been there in person. I think we need to get there before, you know. It's kinda like going to Lambeau Field before they remodel it, Josh. No desire. <laughs> it's like it's no It's like desire. going to the Metrodome before no, just let it let it crash. That Metrodome is terrible. What are you talking about? Twins won two World Series. Was oh like my a gosh! Seventeen hundred people saw each one because the building was so bad. Are you nuts? <laughs> oh, '97. No, it was. What look, is in that koozie
1: that he, that seventeen <laughs> koozie he's got right now? He's talking crazy
0: people. <laughs> oh, so um, in that Iowa-Michigan duel at 157 was Jared Franek versus Will Luan.
1: Oh, I bet that was an exciting match. <laughs>
0: I didn't see it. Till I bet that was a good one. Well, uh, do you know a guy named AC Martinez? I do. Yeah, and he, w- he would have a good, like, he would have an interest in this match. Oh, yes, he would. I think he... I think he passed like 12 or 14 levels of Candy Crush during this match. They showed him on the on the TV, and he was not looking at the match. He was looking at his phone, which we understand, Josh. Like, it, good for him for even being near the mat, because that's a, a terrible match to watch. It's so boring. Wasn't he Will's high school coach? Right, right. Yeah, and you know what? He probably watched the whole match outside of a split second that the, the camera caught him off guard. Um, but... It it reminded me of, like, the old heavyweight matches, right? Iowa-Michigan, Adam Kuhn and Bobby Telford, let's lean on each other, 800 pounds on the mat, let's just head pound, but not... We're going to sweat a lot, but not move a lot. Like, no activity. We're just going to wait. That match, I don't know how many times, at least three times, four times, maybe more than that. The referee called stalemate for no particular reason. He just, like... Stalemate on their feet, neutral, halfway between the center of the mat and the edge of the mat, and brought them back to the middle to tell them, "Let's go, guys. Let's keep working." <laughs> like he, it, that was his only purpose.
1: That was just to encourage them to keep working. Right,
0: and you know what happened? Literally uh, nothing. Will got no. Will no, they get <laughs> after it? <laughs> like... <laughs> no, they did not get after it. Uh, look, the, my favorite part of the whole match was Shane Sparks, who's one of my favorite like personalities. Ever. Oh, Just excellent. awesome, right? Like super fun, super high energy. Will Luan doing Will Luan things. <laughs> and we know what that is, sadly. It's oh. nothing. It is garbage. Oh, man, I laughed.
1: Oh. I, I freaking loved, I love how fired up you are tonight for this college wrestling recap from the last week. This is fantastic. <laughs> well. like This is unplanned, and it's going to be uncut because are we not... Our editing department.
0: We is... we had to we had to cut back our budget a little bit. Our editing department was demanding overtime pay, and so we had to put a stop to that. Oh man, we can't be taken is... advantage of.
1: I love it. Let's let's keep going. What's the next? Will Luwan? Who won that match? Will Luwan or Jared
0: Frenick? Uh, did Luan win that? Did you already tell me? I don't. I mean... No, I, I stopped watching. Literally. Okay.
1: Like, I think Luwan
0: did. Win I think it. he did win it. And he, like, well, yeah, he did because. Um, they won the first five matches yeah. of the duel. And then they had Shane Griffith who wrestled good and they won another one. I think they won. I think Iowa only won three matches, and one of them was uh, Aiden Riggins, who nice kid. Actually met his dad a couple of years ago. Nice, nice guy. But let's be honest, he's not a big ten starter, full time starter, you know, and he won a match at 184. Um, yeah. Well, one of the Iowa wins, we might as well talk about that one, right? Our man at 197, undefeated Zach Glazier. He's having a heck of a season. Yes, he is. Quietly. Yeah. People don't even talk about it. I love it. it yeah, just forget about him. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, let him just go about his right? business.
1: Just keep when, ripping off knee poles at 197. When they talk about
0: workmanlike, I mean, he's workmanlike. He's yeah. got, he has got some really good low level, like low level attacks. Oh, yeah. You know, both ankles, a little misdirection, some good stuff. But you know, he's kinda he, at first glance he looks like a like a, a big one ninety-seven pounder, He's kinda lumber around and people just keep looking right by him. It's almost like he's the
1: anti-AJ Ferrari. The exact opposite. Yeah, like he's right? like, you know what? I'm actually gonna shoot. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna attack below the knee multiple times at a match. Right. Good luck defending. Uh and Whereas AJ's more of a like I'm gonna back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, and then kind of like explode.
0: Dive and on shot. top, there's no way you can get away because I can actually grab you around the race, waist and run you off the mat from any any position. On what, top, you know, a lot of times
1: he'll go he'll he'll go through the through the legs and go.
0: Yeah, you know, like that giant mat return. Yeah, like and then Peyton sp- Rob will lift guys and just absolutely spike lift, them. Right? Like a- AJ, AJ doesn't, doesn't do that. that; he runs the guy off. Do you so think he's not strong enough to actually lift them and spike them? Well, I don't know about that because he can. Does he wrestle the... 669 pound guys? He does not. <laughs> I don't think he does. I'm
1: just thinking if you if he ever comes back to wrestling,
0: what if you throw a neck brace on in that situation? He couldn't deal with it. I mean, how do you yeah, like... he'll never win another match? I'm gonna travel around with neck braces, just <laughs> hand them out to his opponents. <laughs> Wait a I minute. <mean>, 20 minutes <laughs> with your anti neck brace. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that we're going to see him in a college singlet again, Josh. Probably not. Uh, yeah, but that's what—that's what's really fun about Zach Glazier is he's like the complete opposite right. of AJ. Right, <laughs> everybody knows that. And look, AJ won a national title, right? So he had a platform for all of his craziness. But Zach is the opposite of that, 180 degrees. Like he just works hard and wrestles matches. Oh,
1: yeah. He's having a great season. So these guys are trying to convert me into cheer for Iowa. It's I'm like hoping.
0: Happened. I look. You only have to do it like ten or twenty percent of the time. Yeah, probably right there. 165 slash now 74 pounder. You can maybe throw a cheer out for him too. Right? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Any Minnesota kids? That, right. Oh I,
0: I, look, I. I've actually watched Zach wrestle quite a few matches over the years. Right, section one matches and oh, now. Yeah. Col- I. I hope that when he wins his blood round match, and maybe he makes the semis and doesn't even need a blood round, but I hope when he wins a blood round match or his quarterfinal match, yeah, the the All American,
1: whatever gets him that All American status. I
0: hope he at least gives like a like a just like a a flex and a roar, right? Like just a little like a yes, right? Because he deserves it.
1: Yeah, he deserves it. I I think, and it's even you know maybe Ann or Dan could work with him on the doing the splits. You know, (laughs) and giving the number
0: one at the time, you know. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, Iowa, Penn State, we've talked about both those teams. They actually wrestled this Friday, Josh. I can't wait. I can't wait. Al, I got a little trivia question
1: for you. Ooh, I love it. Which I do not have the answer for. (laughs) Those are the best. So, you can feel free to Google this if you would like. And I texted my
0: closest friend that wrestled for the University of Iowa, which... That's a that's a pretty small list, Josh. Well, it's a very very
1: small list. And I know
0: that Brock Berge would never give you his phone number. <laughs> it's not Brock Berge. Um Yeah, it was Jody
1: Stripmatter. Okay, so I asked him. I said, "Hey, you know, Friday night, your Hawks versus Penn State. Michigan really surprised me last last week, but this is Penn State. When was the last time Iowa lost back to back duels?" And I got to give credit to this to um, Jesse Krebs because he he texted me a couple days ago and said, "Hey, seriously, when was the last time Iowa lost back to back duels?" I'm like, "I don't know, but let's see if we can't figure this out because I feel like we should know."
0: So I do not know, and I am not gonna spend time trying to Google it right now. But I'm gonna guess 2018. I'm gonna guess 2018, maybe 17
1: back-to-back duels in 2017, 2018?
0: Well, so we talked about the fact they were including this this recent loss, right? They were 63-3 and three since 2020. Yeah. In 2019, they wrestled um, Oklahoma State. That was their only loss. So that was no good. So after 2019, I guess we're back to 2018 and 17 and they didn't take a bunch of losses, but I think they took a few losses. You know what? It it might be – I might be way off. It might be back to, like, 2015 or something. Um,
1: I have no idea, but I'm going to say it's way earlier than
0: that. Uh, it might be, because I, I, I know this. When I was looking for that 63-2 and two or whatever they were recently, I saw Oklahoma State snapped, like, a 69-dual win streak for Iowa in 2011 with a tie. A guy named Randy Couture – the in, natural Randy Couture. In, in what year did was that? Like 2011. No, so no. So look between between 2011 and tw-
1: Randy Couture.
0: Yeah, 2011.
1: 2001.
0: Mm, no way. <laughs> Randy Couture. He's like 97. <laughs> 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 he is. He's actually. Yeah, it's not 2011. Yeah, was like what? Okay, so I'm I 91. Mixed, I'm mixing up two articles. Yeah. Yeah. I would like 91 would have been, and the the. Look, you're right. Good call out. Rarely. 2011, someone broke a streak, and I think it was Oki State, um, on Iowa's win, win streak. Okay. The Randy Couture thing came up in a different article during the same research. And the reason it came up and stuck in my mind is he tied a kid from Iowa. And so Iowa um, won like 35 to 2. So Iowa won the duel. It wasn't a, a, a streak breaker. But it was a tie they somehow got in two? like each team got two I points. You
1: ninety-one. Yeah, you got to remember those rules, don't you? Like it.
0: Well, it was it was I guess in my wheelhouse-ish, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't. My team never had good enough guys to tie matches. We were, <laughs> we were <laughs> so a tie got them two points. That's what it team. seemed
1: like. Each team two points.
0: Yeah, like that avoided the shutout. It was, I guess. Anyway, well, we can actually this would be a good question for Jason Bryant. You know that why Google when you yes. have Jason Bryant. In right. fact, Josh, you just make a statement and J- Jason will correct us with the right info. That's yeah. it's that easy. We just have to say something and we know he'll he'll chase down the right info if he doesn't know off the top of his head, and then we'll have it.
1: More than likely, he knows off the top of the head, right off of his head. So we'll just leave that up to him. Top of the head, top of his head.
0: Random side, sidetrack. Imagine that. Um, I was watching Big Ten wrestling in sixty, oh, yeah. which is really cool, right? Very cool. It's actually a good place to watch that eleven versus nine second Indiana win at the end. <laughs> but, but during that event, during that event. Um, Tim Johnson calls out Robbie Preason, who's a D3 wrestler from North Central at 133 pounds, because he's got the longest current win streak in college wrestling. Like, oh. call it 80 matches, give or take a, a few, right? I, I know what's at right now. Call it 80 ish. Okay. The reason that's interesting is that. Um, Like a week or a week and a half before that, there was a a big, quote-unquote, national social media wrestling guy talking about, uh, I think it was Starachi's, you know, win streak and being the longest and blah, blah, blah. And our man, Jason Bryant, corrected him. (laughs) (laughs) FYI, (laughs) (laughs) that's not true. It's the longest D1 streak, but Robbie Prieston has the longest streak. Tim Johnson clearly follows... I don't know why it wouldn't, right? It's a smart follow, oh, but yeah. clearly follows JB. And and you can't convince me that that wasn't a direct result of that tweet. Or had to be. Jason There's, Bryant tweets that out. And because look, I, I mean, 100%. you and I have both watched D3 wrestling, you know, as, as some of the kids we've known growing up and now my own kid wrestles there. We've watched a lot of D3 wrestling, right? But, you know, the Big Ten Network doesn't always give shout outs to D3 wrestling, but they did. Right, they they actually mentioned it, and that's a big thank you to Jason Bryant for that.
1: So, and the reason I know I know where you're going. It's the reason you're sharing this, or we're sharing this with our listeners, is if you don't follow Jason Bryant, it's a great. follow. Oh my gosh, you like, have to! It's a great follow. And what a like a when he corrected him, it's like well, oh, yeah, it was... that's okay, maybe D one, right? Yeah. So yeah,
0: and 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 seriously, the guy, the guy that he corrected has like. Um, well, he has a podcast that is de- nominated for the top five wrestling podcasts of the year. Right? Boschmania was on that list.
1: I don't recognize those nominations.
2: <laughs> but
0: Yeah. E- either way, like JB's a great follow. And, and speaking of Jason Bryant, Josh, did you know that the uh, Alan Josh uh, discount code is now available and active? I did know that. I'm just not great at telling people about it um we're a little early yet uh, we're getting closer um as a planning exercise if you were going to go to d1s and or watch d1 national tournament on online or on tv and you're interested in in figures and facts and numbers and qualifiers and all sorts of great stuff that that um around that D1 national tournament Jason Bryant for years has been putting out his national tournament preview guide and it is just phenomenal.
1: there's literally two times in my life Al where we've been together and like you had research and homework and new things that were like literally they blew my mind. Were both times when
0: I had Jason Bryant's preview guide in front of me?
1: No, but I know you'll Okay, the second time was Jason Bryant's preview guide. I'm like, what is this? Like this is amazing. Where did you get this information?
0: Because there's a a ton of fun stuff in there and interesting. So do you remember when we took the bus to the NCAA tournament for the first time and we had the trivia contest on the way? I remember it well which was awesome. Excellent, yeah. that was like ninety eight percent Jason Bryant uh, was uh, preview guy. We gotta figure out how to do that again because that trivia was fun. That was fun. So that was the second
1: time okay. that I was like, "What is this? Where are you getting this?" The first time was when you told me about this one. No, this is a few years back. It was a website I was not familiar with. <laughs> do you remember this? We're on the way to we rode a school bus to like Northwest Illinois for a demolition
0: derby. So this would have been before you owned a bus. It would have been a different school bus. So did this bus have a 1974 Chevy Impala bumper on the front?
1: Yeah, mint
0: condition mint bumper. Chrome condition? as chrome oh, could yeah. be. It did. Shout out to old number
1: seven. Yes, yeah, so old number seven. And it was... Uh, I was not super familiar with the internet at the time. And uh, <laughs> I was like, how do you know all this stuff about these drivers? <laughs> 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 so he, for our three... Um, derby listening fans, right? They are Derby fans that listen. Uh, Al introduced me to a website called We Crash. Oh yeah, uh, twenty years ago? It was a long time. I don't know, 16, 17 years ago. I mean, because I know the Derby was on Father's Day weekend, and I didn't have nearly as many kids then, so it was a little easier to get to go to. But, anyways, those yeah, that is as huge as that was the the preview guide was like you can't you if you're going to the ncaas and you want some
0: something that is so handy to have oh it's unbelievable and and look for our for our purposes a bus ride down there when it was where was that first one at was it in cleveland yeah it was in cleveland so it was like a 13 hour 13 hour drive which was about perfect for anybody not driving yeah Uh, the rest of us had a good time but but there was plenty of time to get this guide out, and like I say, we did a big trivia thing out of it, like a contest, a, a game show sort of thing, but um, if you go through this guide and spend a few minutes, I'm telling you right now, you're at the tournament, and you're with your buddies in the stands, and they're like, oh, who's Vinnie Kilcary, and you start rattling off statistics about where he went to high school, or how many qualifiers his team has, or whatever, like it's, it is phenomenal, it's awesome info, um, and you can at a glance see who's got how many qualifiers, their historical qualifiers, their coaching staff—like just great, great stuff. Talk about it every year. We're going to continue to talk about it because it's so awesome. Mac Ryder, who is like um, the the—he's kind of our, our NCAA Division One aficionado by far, I mean, right? Like
2: f- f-
0: he's clearly ours, and he's also a like um, he's not just like the two of us treat him like an officiato. he's well renowned across the board right he's done big 10 broadcasting and all sorts of stuff so he also loves jason bryant preview guide so if you planning ahead if you are thinking about getting this guide you will be able to use the alan josh code and get an outstanding discount off this guide and jason bryant does not mind giving that discount some people we know are like look i want to pay full price because i love jason we do too But he's okay. He's actually taken into account the fact that some people may use a discount code. And he also prefers, well, I don't know if he does, we prefer if you use the Alan Josh discount code. It's kind of a bragging rights thing, right? It's
1: nice for him to be able to track where it's coming from. Right.
0: And it it would be great if we could say, you know, yeah, we had 100 Alan Josh code, you know, uh, Alan Josh show codes used this
1: year, whatever it might be. And it's also worth mentioning that I had no idea – what a discount code was before we got the <laughs> Alan Josh Show discount code for the Jason Brandt preview guide. Do you know how to use a discount code at this point? Um, well,
0: a lot of times Jolene helps me I with I was it, just going to say, without texting Jolene? Uh, she usually just does it. I hand her my phone. and I think uh, I talked to JB the other night, and this this year's got a little bit of a remake coming too. Um Last year he did remember like the like the retro gaming theme? Yeah, I actually Nintendo. really enjoyed it because I'm like that's my my era. Weird. But
1: no 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 no, I was like a Nintendo that was like a Nintendo game cartridge. That probably wasn't
0: your era. The kind like, that you had to blow out and put back in the Yeah,
1: I would have felt like, I felt like you would have been like an Atari guy.
0: Well, I I or in television, I also played the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and I had a friend Tim Hugbuck, with the in television. Um, so, yeah, it, but but anyway, I'm retro gaming. Do you ever see what was that show called? Adam Sandler was in a show where he was, um, his his buddy like Paul Blart, his buddy was the the president of the United States, and they had to fight aliens with. Um, some some old gamer stuff. I don't know. That's you took me on a tangent there. I see,
1: sorry, I don't know. I <laughs> like I'm sure I've seen it,
0: but I don't know if you have. It's not that much of a mainstream movie. All right. Anyway, uh, where are we at? Oh, well, Penn State over Iowa.
1: Yeah, Penn State. We're State talking there,
0: wrestle. Um, Josh, we have talked. You told me about a site, or I told you about a site quite some time ago. Um. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a great share. Uh,
0: called WrestleStat, right? And this is kind of, uh, it's it's a, it's a site for college wrestling. And uh, it's a little bit, I don't want to, it's a little like track wrestling, right? For your, your normal user. Like maybe you go to track wrestling in high school or youth, try to look up your opponent or your bracket or see who's who. WrestleStat. None of it's live, but it's all after the fact, but they collect data from all the different platforms, whether it's track wrestling or flow brackets, flow arena, or whatever they are, and WrestleStat has all the college statistics. They collect for D1, D2, D3, NAIA. Um, They've got some algorithms that do predictions, and they're solid. They also do rankings they're solid they're not perfect right they're never going to be perfect but there's no human interaction so it's not like well this guy really likes that team or 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 has something against another team it's literally just what his algorithm spits out that's been trained over years um and it's pretty solid like it's it's a it's a nice entertaining site it's a great place to get just statistics for college wrestling um All three, all levels, right? They have a a Penn State versus Iowa um, prediction. They predict that Iowa's only win will go against Mitchell Messenbrink. Now, I don't know. We talked about Michael Calando being a pretty good kid, right? Yeah. He was good last year. He's good this year. He's going to continue to be good. Mitchell M- Messerbrink is the only guy that I can think of in recent history to major Cam uh, Amin. Like, he solved he solved the stalling puzzle. And not only did he solve it, he broke it. Yeah, like he he's, broke it in half, right? So, look, Caliano uh, might beat him. He, he very well could. He's a stud. Um, and we, we actually talked about the rest of that, that duel. There's other matches. We, we actually both, if you and I had to bet 50 cents on the 125-pound match, we maybe put it on Ayala over Braden Davis. Yeah. Right. So there's definitely matches. Iowa can and probably will win there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they rebound from just a terrible performance, really, right? As a team. Um, a, a not great performance. And um yeah, we'll we'll see. So they, they wrestle stat is as handy as that is. It'll yeah, that'll
1: be Really interesting because they they think Messenbrink is the only one that's going to lose.
0: So that that's what their algorithm spit out, right? But um, like we talked about earlier, we were looking at Iowa, right? This is where I found that sixty three and two streak before the Michigan duel. Yeah. Um, Went to WrestleStat, found an Iowa kid. Clicked on Iowa, saw their team duels. You know, for the last five years they'd only lost two of them. Clicked on each of those years, saw they were Penn State. Like it, it's. It's a really good uh, statistical site to get info. I
1: right? like how you said there. you maybe showed me this website, or I maybe showed you, you didn't remember. It was like five years ago, and you, yeah, you showed me. I showed you. Yeah, like right, I did I not did. show <laughs> you. Like,
0: uh, we actually did a little tutorial six, seven before seven years ago. we were prepared for this. We did... Uh, we both clicked on the same links for like just 10 minutes, to kind of walk through some stuff as a refresher course for you. It was,
1: yeah. And we've actually done this tutorial a few times <laughs> over the years, but like, oh. turns out you don't have to pay anything to be a member and log No, it's in. great. It, like, I mean,
0: it's, it's literally free sign up and, um, you can see all the history and it's super. So like, um, we're going to talk about a duel between a D2 and D3 team in a little bit here. Should be exciting. Right. Um, that is not going to be predicted on Russell Stat, but they've got all the all the like D two versus D two, D three versus D three. You can see what regions kids are in. It's it's super useful. Just go poke around there. And and I think if you sign up for an account, you can get a free um like uh, every couple weeks they'll send you an email and be like, hey, come do a a, picks, a free pick and um, chance to win some prizes, right? So they have a featured duel of the week, and you can pick who's going to win each of the college matches, each of the 10 matches, and some tiebreakers or whatever. Nice. Um, I wanted to talk real quickly. So we talked about this whole... Reaction time thing, well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mostly listen, but I'm like, listen. I just love it. You're on a
0: roll, keep going. So, Indiana versus Michigan State, right? That's two teams we keep up with. Actually, we do a little more, right? <laughs> a little with more Indiana than you know. now, right? Um, it was a crazy comeback. So, they started at like 57 and they rolled through, and Indiana was down nine with three matches left, right? And so, they need to win all three matches to send to tiebreakers or find. Uh, bonus points. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't lose matches. Well, the, they had two Rooks brothers in a row, which are names like mainstays in the Indiana wrestling room. And the second Rooks brother ended up winning by pin. So essentially, the duel came down to the very last match. Whoever wins, wins the duel. And this is a big duel, right? Like, you know, we may look at Indiana and Michigan State as, well, they're not the Hawkeyes or the Gophers or the Huskers or Penn State or whatever. But, I mean, they're Big Ten schools, and they're Big both Ten. good. They're in the they, Big they Ten. Do, they actually are good schools.
1: For people that don't know the Big Ten, wrestling is the equivalent of SEC football.
0: Right. Easily. Maybe more so. Yeah, maybe more. I mean, um, maybe the SEC aspires to be the Big Ten. It, well played. Yeah. So it comes down to this final match, right? It is, it is tied 1-1 with, Call it 45 seconds left. Michigan State kid gets a takedown with maybe like 35, 30, 35, 40 seconds left. Right? Okay. But there's this reaction time or some there's some holdup with the referee. He decides, I refuse to call this. Even though the Michigan State guy has this Indiana kid on his hip. He's got his bottom elbow pulled towards him. He's got his right arm around his waist like it is as blatant of a takedown as you could get, and he's like waving up. not yet, not yet. Finally, with like 20 seconds left, the Michigan State coach throws his little green brick, right, his challenge brick, which he's somehow saved through the first nine matches. But he throws this, and as that hits the mat, the referee calls, takedown three, right call, right? I felt it was delayed, but whatever. Yep. So he calls it.
1: Throws the brick to get
0: the call. Throws a brick, referee sees it, gets a call, and with that was with about 20 seconds left. With 11 seconds left, the referee says, stalemate, man. We're going to center. 11 seconds left. Goes to the center. The brick's out there, so they technically have to review it. So he says, okay, I look, whatever, fine. Call the mat stance. So it's 4-1 to one Michigan State. Winner, winner of the match wins the duel. 4-1 Michigan State, he's on top, he covers, whoops, false start. Restarts, Michigan State's on top. Indiana kid gets away, I can't remember the kid's name, Foggiano, something. Michigan State kid lets the other kid get away, 4-2. Indiana kid gets in on a shot, and he scores, and I'm telling you right now, when I watched it real-time, there was no way that it was a takedown. It was too late. If you slow it down and take into account that zero seconds, like when that clock says zero, there's actually still almost a second left because it it's 0.999. Almost a second left when it hits zero.
1: Almost one full second?
0: Almost a full second. So almost a full second... Indiana kid gets behind the Michigan State kid with, call it, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4 seconds left at the most. There's no way it's a second left. Like, it is at most a third of a second. Okay. And he gets behind the arm, and the referee says, three, take. No, referee, I can't remember how it went on the mat. I don't think he gave him a takedown, but they challenged, right? So, end of the match, they end up giving the kid a takedown. So this kid got a they takedown. They overturned the call. Overturned the call in the match. Gave him a takedown. Often? So earlier they waited for like four, five, six, eight seconds, you know, for full control and reaction time and all that. But somehow, with a third of a second left, control was established. And I'm, I promise you, if you if you watch the last one second, like if you watch from when it says zero seconds left to the end of the match. Like, with zero seconds left on the clock, there's no way it's a takedown. Not even close. But he gets behind. I actually think it was a takedown. You do? I I really do. You do? Okay. I I think it was was very close, but probably a takedown. So,
1: now, you probably told me this already, but is... Did you see this? Is this available on Big Ten in, in 60?
0: So, the Big... Yeah, Big Ten Wrestling in 60, it's called. This is one of the matches. And if you just... Fast forward to the end. Now, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Oh, perfect. My Even though spans though I think the Indiana kid probably had the takedown by my old-fashioned standards, not reaction time. Yeah. The clock screwed up. There was 11 seconds left when they called stalemate. I told you that. Yeah. There was nine seconds left when they restarted that last go. Oh, the so table was- worker started it. They started didn't reset the clock. Yeah,
1: oh that you see like that?
0: that's pretty common, right? You need to reset the clock after a false start. Well, yeah. they didn't reset it. Oh, so in reality, there was probably like two point two seconds left instead of point two, and it was maybe an easy call at the end. Yeah, who knows? That changed the way people wrestle. But I thought it was funny that the Big Ten um, network and their Big Ten and sixty didn't show it. Like some of the people that. That was talked about as like a non reaction time call on some of the big uh, national podcasts or media people, and none of them really acknowledge the fact that the clock was off by two full seconds, like easily off. It was it's a no brainer. No brainer. You literally watch. You literally watch eleven seconds they call stalemate and nine seconds they start the match.
1: (laughs) So we seen like we actually talked about that maybe. Off air, we've seen that in the Simley Mouse duel. Mm-hmm. Right? There was a situation where a wrestler shot off the whistle to try and maybe secure a takedown late. Yeah. And he he shot, he he beat the whistle, so it was a caution. But the table worker was ready, started right. the clock. Got, there was a caution, so the clock should never have the whistle was never blown. The wrestler said, Hey, you gotta fix the clock. Right. And you know, the ref's like, Oh, yeah, okay, yep, yeah. they fixed the clock. So the ref
0: and the table workers at this Big Ten level. Man. The crazy part was it was in Indiana. Like it was the home, the home clock runner. Messed yeah, it <laughs> screwed up. It started with 11, add 11.9. 11. It, it like know. it was, so to summarize, I think it was a takedown. Yeah. Even given the nine second clock start, I think it was a takedown. Like right at the whistle and literally with like a third of a second left. But. Given reaction time and the way they're calling it this year, I don't know how you could ever call a last-second takedown. Um, And the reality is there was actually two more seconds. Hmm. Did you watch? So the week before on wrestling, Big Ten Wrestling at 60, man, I'm dragging you through a lot of college wrestling. Did you watch Max Mackinelli, right? He he actually had a giant win against who was it? Soldano? Yeah, it was Brian, Brian Soldano from Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, watched so it. Loved it. If you watch the last minute of that match, you can actually see see some good examples of why I'm confused at times. Well, that's why everyone's confused. Everyone's confused. If you watch Mackinelli had a takedown with about 30 seconds or twenty 20, 25 seconds left, he had Soldano taken down dead to rights. Referee held it, held it, held it. They went back to neutral. Max, with like 20 seconds left, and he needs to protect himself from losing his first ever college match. Instead of going for a takedown, Max looks at the corner and like shrugs and asks for a brick. That's how confident he was. It was yeah, a it's clear, like it's a legit takedown. Take down. Like it, yeah, it was. It was not like oh well, maybe I had it, maybe I didn't. The corner doesn't respond. I don't know if they didn't have a brick at the time or they just said keep wrestling, whatever it was. But if you watch that match, so so with 30 seconds left, the referee decided reaction time, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, now we're back to neutral, still neutral. The last couple seconds of the match, McAnally's in on Soldano, and he he has like a um, an outside single, and he comes up, and... With about a second left on the clock, second and a half, maybe, the announcers say, and Mackinelli runs into a brick wall. So this is one and a half seconds left in the whole match. And Mackinelli is just coming up with like a an outside single, head inside single, yep. coming up. Yeah, coming up high. I guess it was
1: a lefty version. Yep.
0: And in only one and a half seconds, to, the announcers say he ran into a brick wall. But yet, in the next one and a half seconds, Maganelli cracks him back and takes him down and, and scores what I, again, personally feel was a takedown. But given the fact that 30 seconds before, they had two or three seconds of reaction time, I don't know how you can call a last-second takedown. Oh. It's <sighs> so arbitrary right now. It's terrible. That that, And we, um, I think what
1: Al's trying to say is, we would like to continue the sponsor ref program. But just not at the college level. We
0: actually had some people this weekend ask if we were going to sponsor college refs soon. <laughs> I don't know, man. No.
1: Okay, I know you got more college stuff. Oh boy! Like there was, you talked to Ohio State. Let's talk a little bit that Ohio State Penn State duel. We talked about that, right?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Did um, I don't know that you ever mentioned our uh, Minnesota connection there, Ryder Rogotsky. We did not, because there was really no controversy. Well, there was no controversy, but it was an, an interesting outcome nonetheless.
0: Well, so to kind of set the stage, you've got what's probably like a top five guy in the country for Penn State. Transfer, of course, by the way, <laughs> mentioned that. Bernie <laughs> Truax, former yeah. Cal Poly guy. Oh, yeah. Finished uh, fourth last year, 197, I think. Something like that. Yeah, finished highly at 197 last year. All
1: American at 197. You
0: know, now he's down to 184 wrestling for Penn State, and um, Ryder Rigotsky, uh, who by the way, going into this weekend still has red shirt intact. He'd only wrestled four duels, so he was still on the table to be red shirted, and they decided to pull it against Bernie in this Penn State duel. And um, it's an interesting time to pull it. Interesting. Right. There was, you know, I saw some some tweets by Flo that were greatly exaggerated. They're like, Bernie Truex builds a massive lead and then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, massive? It's a three-point takedown. Like, massive lead would be like 15 points. Like, when... Ryder was up by 21 against a kid from Michigan. <laughs> like, the that's guy. a massive lead. Wait, anyway. tech fault number 15 guy. <laughs> right. 321, nothing. That is a massive lead. So so Bernie was up. I think Bernie Truex took Ryder down twice in the first period, right? They're three-point takedowns, it's six-two, it's whatever. Second period going out there, and um Bernie's Bernie's in a shot. Bernie maybe actually got a third takedown. Ryder escaped immediately. Bernie looks a little nervous to ride Ryder. Like Ryder sits to a hip and reaches back, and like he's and Bernie's got to his feet. He's like, I don't want any part of this. Coach told me he's dangerous. Right? Like that's what it (laughs) felt like. Well, there was a little bit of an exchange when Ryder's leg ended up right next to Bernie's shoulder, so Bernie grabbed it, and Ryder had a righty underhook, and decided I might as well use my left hand to grab a tricep. And let me just give him one quick hip and a dump, and over Bernie went, and his eyes got big as saucers, man. I'm telling you, Bernie laid there, and it's not like Bernie didn't fight, but there was nothing he could do. He he just went, whoop, pinned. Like his shoulder just went, like, I I know this is not a visual uh, podcast here, but it just, whoop, like he went from 45 to zero. His shoulder went down, he was pinned. Like and just, that was it?
1: That was it. I mean and it, then
0: Ryder celebrated. Oh no. Yeah. Ryder well, didn't celebrate. Oh. He got up and shook hands and looked at It's like, this is what I do. Literally, the This had, is what like, I he, do. Like,
1: the he had zero celebration, and it was it looked a lot like um percent that was what he expected to do. For sure. It wasn't a matter of if he was gonna pin him, it was just how just when. when and how. How. Yep. And this is one hundred percent true story, and I hope writer's dad Perry doesn't get mad at me for sharing this usually I'll I'll ask people if we can share stories like this before I do it but that's it <laughs> the way we're rolling and I, you're fired up let's so I um December 3rd first tournament of the year first high school tournament of the year was at the Woodbury Duels and I got a chance to run into to Perry and Kelly Rogotsky and you know me and Julian chatted with him for a long time because Stillwater was there Simley was there and we talked about, you know, a, a ton of wrestling things. And Perry told me, he said, mark my words, when Ohio State goes out to Penn State to wrestle in that duel, they will pull Ryder's red shirt, and he is going to pin Bernie
0: Truax. Oh, I love it. Is that exactly what he said, or are you skipping words? I am. I Did am, you miss a couple words that may or may not be appropriate for I podcasts? am leaving
1: out a couple. <laughs> are they maybe adjectives? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the <laughs> Oh, man, descriptive I love it. Descriptive words, for it. sure.
0: And, like, he literally told me. Hey, here's the deal, right? That was December 3rd. That was, what, one, i I'm not very good with, with uh, a couple months, two months, two months ago. He called, they pulled it on this. Like, his red shirt, he could wrestle four times in a duel, right? They could have pulled that three weeks ago. Yeah. They could have pulled it three weeks from now. They could have never pulled it, right? For him to call it, like, that's the weekend they're pulling it. And he's gonna do it.
1: Well, and, and he led he led up to like you know he talked about some of the stuff that would lead up to this, and you know times we'd maybe see Ryder. Because of course, sure. you know, you and I were always interested in Minnesota kids, and when when we'll be able to see him wrestle. Right, right. And so I'm, I was asking about that, and that was he, f- you know, mark my words, they're gonna pull his red shirt, and he. Is, I love it. He is gonna pin Bernie Truax. I love it. Well, Perry, I learned. Many, many years many ago. Many years so ago. I like, not doubt this because there was <laughs> – Yeah, it's just – and he did it. He he did it. It was awesome. He got up and he's like, what are you guys looking I, at? I mean, like, I have to think
0: – I have to think if he were locked up the duel for him, maybe it would have been more excitement. He oh. clearly expected that, but, you know, maybe they pull off the upset of the century and, and Ohio State locks up a duel with that pin. Maybe – Maybe Ryder's a little more pumped up, but I I love the fact that he's like, no, that's it, that's it. It's like, what, what, you guys, do you, you expect it any less? Let me or know like, next like, time I got to make weight. Yeah, like,
1: who do you want? Who do you want me to pin next?
0: Right. Oh, Jared Lawrence says that writer uh, pins people. That's what he does. I thought that. Was Where did Brandon, Brandon say that? Paulson said it that. Was Brandon, know, wasn't it. It, it, it was Brandon. Just kept it simple. Classic Brandon, Brandon Paulson right?
1: tweet. You know, Ryder pins
0: people. That's what he does. <laughs> I was actually, so I was going to, I was going to kind of get to to that particular situation. Um, there was, there was a couple of brothers from um, Virginia and Virginia Tech that wrestled uh, last weekend, the Katka brothers, right? Hunter and so, Ryder. Yeah, so Hunter Katka
1: wrestles for Virginia Tech. And Ryder Keck has Virginia? Yep. Okay, I know Hunter m- much better than Ryder, so after that, I'm, I'm all
0: ears. Well, they're fairly same age. They're both ranked nationally. Um, okay. Neither one of them are ranked, you know, first or second or whatever, but they're both ranked nationally, and they're brothers, and they had to wrestle this weekend at Duel. That's that's pretty bonkers. Sweet.
1: Virginia versus Virginia Tech Duel, moment. Right?
0: Yeah, like a, a in-state big rivalry. Um, <clears throat> we who, we've actually talked about this offer a number of times, Josh.
1: I think I know where you're going with this, and I'm if I'm right, I'm going to say a number of times is a slight like understatement. understatement.
0: Um, well, I'm going to tell you this: like this Sunday, there's a giant sporting event. Everybody's all fired up for right. Oh, heck, this yeah, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Who no, can't? It's yeah, and awesome. after that, there's going to be the Super Bowl. <laughs> Wait, okay. What's Ohio State and Indiana wrestle at noon, Josh? And And I'm not sure if you follow both those teams and all their roster spots, but there is, it's been something we've had to kind of dance around a little bit, but we're just going to take the bull head on. At 184 pounds for Indiana, will be a kid named Roman Rogatsky. At 184 pounds for Ohio State, recently pulled redshirt, will be Ryder Rogotsky. We have a reasonably good chance, and I see no reason why it wouldn't happen to see um, Roman and Ryder wrestle each other in a Big Ten duel. How crazy is that? (laughs) That is, I, this is before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh my gosh,
1: that'll be so, if you got big brother versus little brother. Let me ask you this, Al. I'm super pumped for this. Both Minnesota kids duking it out. Out of
0: the Cat Cup brothers, who won? Older brother or little brother? Well, it was actually the older brother. He's a little bit older. Okay. Hunter is, and he won the match.
1: Okay. so I don't know
0: if just like statistically. So, you know, when you're watching, and I really don't watch that much, but on football, you see like AWS statistics. Like they have these cloud artificial intelligence statistics, like going to catch the ball 86% of the time or whatever. I think it's mostly garbage, but. Based on um, you know college conference matchups between brothers at the same weight class, there's not a lot of data before Catka <laughs> versus Catka. <laughs> there can't be. Right? So <clears throat> so that, that AI model might say Roman's a favorite based on being the big brother because we got a, a sample size of one, the cat brothers wrestled. <laughs> Look, I don't know. We've, we've joked about it. We've, we've talked to Perry about it. Um, we've talked about it off-air a ton, and I think it's super – first off, I think it's awesome. Oh, heck, yeah. Very few kids are good enough to wrestle in the Big Ten, and, and Perry's got two of them, right? The Rogowski family has two of them. They're the same size, and they're going to have to wrestle each other. There, there's gonna be a national qualifier tournament called the Big Ten tournament later this year. They both got a couple of years coming after this, like they're gonna have to wrestle. So, I think, I think maybe this duel is a good place to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, Let's do it. Right. I can't wait. I'm gonna. I, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't actually looked to see where it's streamed, but I'm sure it's gonna be streamed someplace. I promise you, I'm gonna have it recorded.
1: And if it's not streamed, Perry, you better be FaceTiming it. Right.
0: Okay. So yeah, I, it, I'm, that's going to be, that's going to be a, an exciting slash interesting oh, match. Yeah. Right? And, and look, let's be honest, Ohio state should win that duel fairly handily, right? It, it's, I don't think the duel's is going to necessarily be in question. Indiana's got good kids for sure. Good program, but they're just probably outgunned. So um, I think it's a perfect chance for them to just, like say, rip that Band-Aid off, and they may wrestle again a few more times. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, it's going to be exciting.
1: <sighs> okay, S- so what about, um, you're talking Big Ten. Let's talk a little Northern Sun Conference, Al. Did you see who got the uh, Wrestler of the Week this week? For
0: Well, I, I did. I did only because you sent it to me I'll be honest I didn't know it I did not notice that not only did I not notice it I didn't even realize he was wrestling right now I thought I saw I thought the uh, you' co- that... you
1: are our college wrestling correspondent
0: yes and I was I was way behind here um he's only wrestled he just started wrestling like in the last two weeks maybe three or four weeks at the most I think 120 yeah maybe three weeks I'm gonna say give or take, um, Seth Broussard, right. Uh, friend of the show talked to his dad last year, um, wrestled at lacrosse, um, had a nice, nice couple seasons there. And his dad said,
1: and he also wrestled at RCTC, he right? Did.
0: Yeah. He was at RCTC for a couple of years
1: prior to lacrosse. Yeah, so, so he started great. So for people who don't, you know, like for our, like our high school wrestling, parent listener yeah roll server. this back thank let's, you let's just rewind just a smidge here so we know we knew all of Seth Broussard, cuz he was uh, he wrestled he graduated from Kenyon Wanamingo and super tough wrestler and we probably saw Seth for the first time maybe up at the Bemidji Rickley duels or something like that right and after after Seth graduated he went to RCTC for for two I years think two years and um, from there he went he transferred to uh, or, I'm sorry, UW Lacrosse. La UW Lacrosse. Yep. Wrestled there two years and um, and now he's at he's a graduate student at. Uh, help me out here and. Is it Northern? Yeah, Northern. Yep. Yeah, uh, in Aberdeen.
0: Yeah. So I was I was a bit surprised. Part of it was I I met his dad kind of by chance last year at National Duels down in Kentucky. Um, it was between sessions and. Um, I I grabbed a sandwich or something and sat down And and there weren't a bunch of tables So I just asked a random guy That had an empty table Hey, are these seats taken? Nope Sat down One thing led to the next, it was Seth's dad Um, And we talked quite a bit And the gist Of of Seth And his eligibility that day Was, well, he's got one more year left But I don't know that he's going to take it So this year came around. Seth's no longer at at Lacrosse. I just assumed he was done wrestling. You know, not going to be there. Um, first semester, look around, try to see. You know, who's where, what kind of results and whatever. Don't see anything. And uh, turns out, all of a sudden, second semester there, um, he starts showing up. And he's only wrestled. I think he's wrestled six or seven matches. He's got. He's got a win by fall over St. Cloud State starter. He's got a major decision over a kid um, named Brody Hemauer, which is not a name anybody would know necessarily. I've got a friend that was the AD at Brody's high school years ago, and so I knew his older brother, blah, 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 whatever. Brody's a tough kid. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Seth pounded him. I like Just to hear that. Him. Yeah. So I'm guessing
1: Brody Hemar's from Iowa somewhere, maybe? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Take it. Yeah. Anytime. Deforest. A kid. If yeah. you're wondering, they're purple. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so Seth is back on the mat, and uh, I haven't seen a match yet, but apparently wrestling great.
1: Yeah, he's, he's literally won um, the NSIC Wrestler of the Week uh, two two times in the last three weeks span. So, so, like, he's
0: a, like a 50%, like, if he wrestles, it's a 50-50 chance if he's wrestler of the week? Yeah, it's pretty cool, like... Oh, it's super awesome.
1: The, you know, forget about the conference wrestler of the week in a very challenging conference, Division two conference, but track the, you know, follow the roadmap. all right Like, Kenyon Wanamingo to RCTC to University of Wisconsin Lacrosse up to Northern state and Aberdeen, you know, like hey, if you, for, for our wrestlers that, you know, the, the handful of them that are listening to this, that, or that may or may not listen to actually probably more importantly for parents. If you are not a big 10 guy right out of high school, that's totally okay. There are so many other options and opportunities for you. And if you're, if you as a wrestler are willing to work hard and love the sport, you will only continue to grow and grow and grow and this should be really fun to watch how he does down the stretch here
0: i love the fact that he's he's scoring a ton of points and beating up on people like cuz seth has always been good um, and you know if he if he took a semester off and maybe he was or wasn't even planning a wrestling second semester but now he is and i you know i it's a great story when guys decide I'm just going to give it one last go, quick here, and they come out and just let it rip. he's
1: off to a very nice start for that one last go. If that's the case,
0: and did did you did you say you thought he was actually going to coach there at one point, or was that just like a you know that
1: might have been a type got of crossed thing and that was probably a mistake on my part more than anything because I I thought I knew. He was – Seth was at Northern State, you know, earlier in the year. But uh, maybe I should not sure,
0: right, to help coach. But I mean, you know, I,
1: also because I probably thought he was out of eligibility.
0: Well, I, like I say, I it's hard to tell for sure who's got what. Um, we're getting close to being done with, like, COVID years or whatever. But with medical red shirts and different things, it, it, it's hard to keep track of. But last year I thought his dad said he had one year left. Um, and look, he's a two-time All-American. Yeah, like he was a two-time All-American for lacrosse. Um, so he's he's had good success, and and I think it's I think it's awesome.
1: I do too. Uh, that's a nice catch we had there. And um, as we're talking Northern Sun Conference, Al, you talked about a D three versus D two duel that you will not be able to find a predicted score on WrestleStat because they don't do it for when they cross divisions, right?
0: Right. Well, so here's the deal, right? It's a Battle of the Augies tomorrow night. Uh, Maybe tonight by the time this actually gets released, I would assume. Um, But it's uh, Augsburg versus Augustana. So you're
1: Augsburg-Augies versus my future, my my Augustana Vikings. That's right. You know, we're not... Um, and the duel is in Sioux Falls at the Elmond Center, right? It is. So typically, we don't spend a lot of time making predictions.
0: Well, look, we don't make predictions. We've been very anti-prediction. We're like, keep positive, be... You know, on and on and on, which is great. We, we like love it. the guys
1: that make predictions for sure.
0: Yeah, because we can always pick on them if they're wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> or basically why we don't write, just in case. But uh we're going to step out of our comfort zone, Josh. Let's do predictions for this. So this is the Battle of the Augies. And by the way, you can watch us duel on GoAugie dot com slash live. And that is not a shout out to the visiting Augsburg Augies. That is the hometown Vikings slash Augies. How do you have a website called the Auggies if you're the Vikings? Well, it's Augustana University. I might have to Sherman. introduce myself to Coach Right <laughs> Coach Reitmeyer and ask a few questions tomorrow. Feel free. <laughs> okay. So let's do it. Let's, yeah. we're, let's go through the lineup, 10 matches, and let's do predictions. First I,
1: time ever. This is literally a, this is the first time on the Alan Josh show. Okay.
0: I am um... Do you want to win or lose a flip? I'll let you pick. Uh, even not... or odds you won even or odds you know what i am gonna take i'm gonna take odds okay you're up first present at 25 <laughs> at uh,
1: 125 pounds we're gonna roll the number two wrestler ranked number two ranked wrestler in the country at division two jackson roman from right. fairmont martin county west he's a red bull
0: he is a red bull you know i love the red bulls so um do you want me to so now I'll announce who we're going to roll out, and then my prediction, then you reply with your prediction. Yeah. Is that how we do it? That sounds perfect. So we actually it's – it's been a mix-up at Augsburg. We, we've we had uh, we've had Derek Steele, Austin Ladenbach, um, Keno Veneer made a run. He made an appearance the other night. I think there's a chance that um, they might roll out Wyatt Kazrowski at 125 pounds. And I think he – He's wrestled 133 this year. I'm going to pick Wyatt over Jackson at 125 pounds, Augsburg up (laughs) 3-0. Josh, you're Wait
1: (laughs) a second. I I got a bug flew in my mouth there. Um, Wait a minute. So you're going to take Wyatt Kavrosky over the number two ranked wrestler, Jackson Roman? That's correct. I am going to go the opposite. I'm going to take Jackson Roman over your Kavroski character.
0: All right. All right. So... And and we're just gonna do wins. We're not gonna do bonus point predictions. Just keep it simple. It's our first time ever doing predictions. We yeah, can't get complicated.
1: Yeah, especially because we don't. I don't know if we have time for that because we got. We don't. an agenda.
0: We do, and to. I'm gonna. I'll I'll keep track of the team score of each of our predictions. Right. Pretty good at math, so I'll do that. Uh, 133 pounds. Augsburg, I think, is probably gonna roll out Chance Suddeth. First oh, yeah. year from Wisconsin.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. From Stouten. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Stoughton is
1: that how you say it is Stoughton? I think Stoughton. I think that sounds right. Yeah, Stoughton, Wisconsin. Um chance Suddeth, huh? Okay, that's um so then if we're talking Augustana could react with Jack Huffman or John Babineau.
0: Pick pick a wrestler in a in a in a result, Josh oh okay hang on a second here now this is your this is your
1: i had odds you had even you know i'm gonna go with john babineau okay it's a minnesota kid and over minnesota uh trained at pinnacle excellent student and young man you know i'm going with john babineau to win that match over your wisconsin wrestler who currently wrestles for augsburg
0: all right i i can appreciate that um Chance has just gotten into the starting lineup and uh, seems really hungry. I'm going with Chance to win that match, 133 pounds. So there we have it at 141. Um, are you present, you're going to present first at 141? Who's Augustana rolling out 141?
1: Well, I think you. I, we can expect to see the number 11 ranked wrestler in Division Two, by way of Pipestone, Minnesota, Hunter Burnett.
0: Okay. Uh, Augsburg most likely will roll out defending national champ, Sam Stool, pinnacle wrestler. Um, and we're going to go, I'm, go, I'm going to go with Sam winning that match at 141 pounds.
1: I can respect that choice, but it's worth mentioning that Hunter Burnett was an all American and I'm going to go with Hunter
0: Burnett. All right. That's it. So you're going, you're going to stick to your guns here and go Sam. Sam. Yep. Okay. I got Sam 141, 149. I'll, uh, I'll roll out first. Uh, a name that might sound familiar to you, if I just said Sam Stuhl would be Charlie Stool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yes, recruit the brothers. I Char- get it. <laughs>
0: Charlie, returning all American, uh, sixteen and one on the year, um, wrestling great right now, and uh, yeah, we're gonna roll at Charlie Stool at one forty nine.
1: Well, I'm guessing that the the Augies, the 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 August Vikings. Is this
0: like a loser leave home when I was a kid watching All-Star Wrestling? Like a guy had to leave the town when he lost a wrestling match? Like, do only one of us get to be the Augies after this weekend? I don't know.
1: That's a tough question for me. Um, I think you're going to see Augustana roll out Kyle Bokey, another Minnesota guy. Princeton. From Princeton, yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm confident we'll see Bokey in that match. And I don't remember who you said you guys had, uh, but I'm going to go with Bokey.
0: I respect that. Kyle's a tough kid. I've actually coached against him before, believe it or not. Uh, I'm taking my man, Charlie Stuhl, though. No doubt about that at 149. Up to 157. Uh, your call first, Augustana. Ooh, that's a tough one because they got a they got a lot of guys around that weight. Uh, we could have a mini tournament because Augsburg got a pretty deep 157 as well.
1: Yeah, that is uh, a – that's a tricky one. I don't know. Again, I have no insight info here, uh, insight info or whatever, but I would expect to see Peyton Hondovic from Jackson County Central or Connor Simmons, for another Red Bull from Fairmont Martin County West. And, oh, excuse me, I'll go with – I'm going to go with Connor Simmons here.
0: Alright, well if you're presenting first and you present to Red Bull, I will counter with a Red Bull of my own. How dare you? <laughs> I'm gonna send black shoot Blake Jackadinsky out. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course I will. And um, look, I'm I've got Blake all day in this, a battle of Red Bulls. They know each other well and and I, I feel like Blake is my guy here.
1: I can respect that. That's that's a great choice that you're picking Blake to Have a competitive match, but probably not beat Connor, right? (laughs) You agree on that? I actually picked Blake to win. Oh, you have? Okay. I guess, uh, well, I'm taking Connor and I guess we'll just see what happens
0: there. All right. All right. 165. Um, I'm going to send out. uh, Look, I'm sending out. Here's one for you. I'm sending out my man, Cooper Willis, who lost to Michael Calando this year. At the Luther Open and has not lost since. He's wrestled returning D2 national champ Chase Loonsman twice. Bonus to him. He's wrestled, uh, yeah, Step Cooper it. Willis. I'm sending out 165. Sounds like Cooper. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, break decorum here, and I'm just gonna tell you, whoever you send out, I'm picking Cooper. Well, I
1: mean, Cooper sounds like he's having a decent season. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So. Solid resume coming into the duel. I'm gonna go with Waconia's Tyler Wagner. Ooh, I'm not, um, Tyler Wagner's he's been in Augustana for a while now, and I'm yeah, I'm picking Wagner.
0: Big I, upset.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, crazy thing.
0: It is at Augustana, right? It is at Augustana. Got the home crowd. Oh yeah. Oof. All right. Well. What do you got at 174?
1: 174. I am hoping that uh, the Vikings roll out Coy Gunderson. He is, uh, oddly enough, another Minnesota kid. Uh, Hails from the uh, Kirk, he's state champ from Kirkhoven, Murdoch, Sundberg. And um, that's our guy at 74, Al. Who you got?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, um, we're going to send out Chatfield's own Seth Getzinger at 174. Highly likely. Getzinger, um, you know, I'm still waiting for my t-shirt that says Seth doing Seth things. Like Getzinger does all sorts of fun stuff. Um and I'm taking him all day at 174.
1: You're taking Getzinger. Now, this is interesting because that's a that should be a really fun um matchup because that's a Class A guy
0: versus a Class A guy. Right, yeah, It could be super entertaining. Chatfield
1: versus KMS. I mean, like I probably undersold Gunderson when I said state champ because he's a multiple-time state champ, but I was kind of slow playing that hand a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Gunderson. So that was 74 is... We're at 84. Hours. In
0: some big ones here. Yeah,
1: this is this is kind of your wheelhouse, and this is your choice, right?
0: Um, did I? I, yeah, yep. You sent out Gunnarsson. I'm going to send out, um, essentially undefeated, Bentley Schwanebeck Osterman at 184. He lost to, uh, his only loss on the season is to a Hawkeye that is no longer eligible due to gambling restrictions. So. He is undefeated against NCAA-qualified wrestlers of any class. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, that's a smidge of a technicality, but, (laughs) like, uh, okay, I guess. If we're going to use technicalities to help give us the edge, um, I'm going to go with Cade Mueller. There's a chance. A solid choice. Well, he's currently ranked number four in the country.
0: He's having a very nice season. When's the last time Cade lost? Oh, boy. I'm gonna tell you it was That'd like be, his third match of the season. That would be a better question for someone who's got wrestle stat in front of them. Right. But like if it I trust you here. Yeah, we, that's a that's a sideways question on you, but I was actually looking that one up because when I when I first brought this up, I'm taking Bentley against anyone in the country. And then I was looking at Cade just to try to figure things out, and he has not lost for an awfully long time, Josh.
1: Well, then I'm gonna go with um, Shocker here, Al. I'm gonna go with Cade Mueller to win that match.
0: Uh, I will pick Bentley Schwanabeck Osterman to continue on his his uh, hot streak here and win at 184 pounds.
1: Okay, I feel bad. I mean, okay, so then we're at 197. Oh, this is a tough one for us. Tough one for everyone in this studio here. Like, uh, is it my choice or yours?
0: <laughs> well, uh, I think you have to, I think you're. I think it's up to you. This is where picking gets a little bit awkward, but um,
1: at 197 pounds, Augustana is going to roll, I believe, is going to roll your number 11 ranked wrestler in Max Ramberg by way of uh, Baldwin, Woodville, Wisconsin. That um, I'm going to, I'm going with Max, Al. Well, he's a Fargo champ, right? Yeah, I mean, he's.
0: Very decorated. Very decorated. He's, he's built like a truck. Uh, most likely, Augsburg's going to roll out a kid named Parker Venn's, hey, well. a wrestler I'm familiar with. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Josh, I'm I'm going to take P. Venn's in this particular matchup.
1: Well, I mean, that's a reasonable choice. I'm a huge fan of P. Venn's. Uh, anyone who know, knows us knows that. And this is a great example of, why we do, probably don't do picks very it's, often. It
0: is actually the perfect example. We thought about doing these picks beforehand and didn't really think it through. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. <laughs> and look, look, you, nothing against Max, right? No,
1: Max is an awesome kid.
0: But it's... Okay, so anyway, uh, you've picked the Augustana wrestler and I've picked uh, my son. <laughs> yeah, Well <what> a <laughs> and homer. On heavyweight, oh, where I think Augsburg is actually going to... We're going to um, probably go back to our man Tyler Kim. Uh, Apple Valley native. Um, gonna, Augsburg's probably sending him out at heavyweight. So probably if... Uh, possibly Jagger Shaq. Jagger coming off a big dual win the other night, but I'm guessing Tyler.
1: You know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, I expect Augustana to roll out the gunslinger, Max Bailo from Lake City. You know, there's a lot of Minnesota kids in this... Lineup there these really two are. lineups. I mean, there is a, a ton. Uh, I expect the Vikings to roll up Balo, and I know Tyler Kim is having a nice season. You've educated me on this time and time again, <laughs> you know. But I, uh, I'm going with Balo. All
0: right. Well, I, for the record, uh, am gonna take. Uh, I'll take Tyler Kim. And in fact, based on Jagger Shack's recent performance, if he gets the nod, I would take him. But since I can only have one entry, I'm taking Tyler Kim. So, Josh, let me add up the team scores for both of our predictions. Like if we had a whiteboard war sort of thing going on. Yeah. It looks like you have got the Augie Vikings um, predicted to win thirty to zero, it and I sense. have I actually got the uh, Augsburg Augies predicted to win. Uh, zero to 30. So we actually have a very comparable team (laughs) score for opposite teams.
1: That is our first time doing a pick segment and I'm confident in my picks.
0: And if you, (laughs) (laughs) and if you enjoy that, you need to find a new hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we are looking forward to this. I wish the duel worked out a little bit differently. Um, we're going to talk about why it doesn't work for you here in a second. Um, should be a fun duel. They, they've had a number of, of duels over the years. They haven't wrestled. I think the last time they wrestled was, um, maybe in like 2016 or so. Um, they split matches five to five was a really competitive duel. Um, and I think they're, they're maybe trying to get back to a nice competitive duel where guys can get good matches late in the season. Uh, with no risk to any sort of seeding, right? Like a win or loss here doesn't really change your seed at regions or super regions. Um, so yeah. I like it. There's a ton of Minnesota kids oh, at Augustana. Yeah. so that's a that's a nice little nice little home and away. Hopefully we get going. That's an
1: and it's an easy easy one to talk about just because there's so many Minnesota and even Wisconsin kids that we know in the mix here, right? So that's a... Should be a fun duel, and uh, yeah, if if we did not have, if I wasn't not headed off to Redwood Falls for the girls section tournament, you and I, with a a handful of other people, we would be caravanning
0: to uh, Sioux Falls for this duel. We would be, and and what say you about this tournament? A girls tournament you have going on yeah. soon?
1: Yes, like the uh, now we okay. So for people, for our our college of listening fans. You might want to tune out now because we're gonna talk a little high school wrestling. You know, two hours into the show. Thanks a lot, Al. <laughs> but here we go. This weekend's a big weekend for girls wrestling. Yeah. You know, the girls section tournament. I mean, this is we are literally the to tournament time, Al. Um, you just can't beat it. The we got some numbers thrown our way this, you know, a little bit earlier tonight. And for the, you know, for people that don't know, the girls section tournaments. They're broke up into um, sections one and three are together, and sections two and four are together, and they're all four of those sections are going to compete at Redwood Falls. Okay. Then sections five and seven and six and eight are together, and they're going to be up in Bemidji. Now, uh, an exciting thing about these, you know, we talked about numbers, the numbers there's 610 total wrestlers that are competing in the section, the girls section tournament this weekend. Oh, nice! Yeah, that, which is, I mean, it doesn't seem crazy, doesn't seem like a, a
0: ridiculous amount of number. Well, number refresh my memory. Um, the the total count of girls high school wrestlers in Minnesota uh, over it's, the last few years.
1: Well, so this year I saw it's north of a thousand for
0: the total number of girls, last year was like just north of 500. Before that was around 250. 250. Right, yeah. so essentially it keeps doubling. And we get, there's going to be, um, you know, it can't keep doubling forever. Like it would just run out. I mean, mathematically, if you double infinitely, you end up with some sort of crazy, you know, we're gonna, square root of i or something, right? Like We're going to run out of space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just does not uh, but
0: but the reality is that for the first few years here they've been doubling the numbers every year for uh the count of girls wrestlers in minnesota now yeah. the the numbers for the postseason event right are close to double
1: they're they're very close uh, like so now i got to give a little shout out to our good friends at the guillotine because it, that's where i went to find um some of these numbers and you click on the uh Go to the high school tab and, you know, drop down to tournament time. Oh, yeah. Which is extremely handy. It's got uh, years and years worth of information there. I went and looked at the girls' section tournaments from last year. And across all eight sections last year, there were 326 total wrestlers. This year, we're at 610.
0: So... What was the first one, 326? 326. To 610? So So it's pretty close to double. It's not quite there. It's really close. But it's very close. And, you know, we were talking about this off air, and one of the things that gets skewed a bit is... um, You know, we talked about STMA, right? Coach Dan LeFevre up there has really got a a nice program running. Great numbers. Well, he can only only enter 13 wrestlers, right? So maybe he he grew from 20 to 50 or 30 to 60 wrestlers or whatever, but the reality is he's already got like a full lineup or close to it. So his growth numbers, while they're super important for wrestling in general – Aren't necessarily going to reflect in the you know the section numbers. Yeah. Right. No answer, so but, yeah. if we're close to double, that that's awfully impressive, because that that means it's actually new wrestlers on new teams and new weights, right? If it was the same it's the same weights from the same teams as last year, we'd have the same number of wrestlers. But uh, it's true growth when we've got. Um, additional wrestlers, additional weight classes on these, uh, on additional teams.
1: You know, just for, for fun, if you're, if you are looking for any type of info on the girls wrestling tournament section tournaments, I recommend starting with the rankings, you know, just there, it just kind of helps give you a good idea of like, uh, Girls to keep an eye on at at each section tournament. Yeah. And um, it can be hard. I mean, like, there's way more girls opportunities this year than there was last year. Sure. I mean, girls tournaments, there was a... They kind of... They keep... There's more and more with each year. But it's hard because you just don't see them. They're spread out a lot farther. There's not as many girl wrestlers. There's not as many head-to-heads. Sure. And um, go check out the girls' rankings on the guillotine and... I know we mentioned um, so Jason Elsmore we mentioned him as a sponsor earlier but he you know he puts in a lot of time with these rankings and and really really works at it and he's got help from a guy named Justin Justin Mathry if I'm okay. saying that right which is nice to have a little help on that cuz I cannot can you think oh we've my gosh. talked about how hard it is to do class A rankings right can you imagine doing girls rankings the whole state the yeah you know, like the whole state and I, I, I can't imagine. It would be so hard. Like, the the team part would maybe be a little easier because, you know, like right now Apple Valley is currently ranked number one, but Midge's two, St. Michael Burles three. Yeah,
0: I mean, sure. Any, any team that has, say, you know, four or five or six wrestling weight classes filled is not going to really need to – you don't need to spend much time on them, right, for the team aspect. For the team, yeah. Because it's not going to work out for them. But – uh, from an individual perspective, that team with six wrestlers might have three hammers and two state finalists. Who knows, right? Like it's you can't discount them just because their numbers aren't that big.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually really um, interesting looking at these rankings. You know, I you know me, I'm not I not a, a huge rankings guy, but. I mean, the, the girls' wrestling teams are all over the board right now. You know, Apple Valley, Bemidji, Saint Michael, South Saint Paul. I know I've seen them firsthand. I got a ton of girls. Mora, Hastings, Forest Lake, Eastview, Centennial, Stillwater. There's a lot of AAA schools in there. But then once you roll into the lean and mean, you got Grand Meadow, Leroy, Ostrander, Southland, Chatfield, Pine Island, Bloomington, Kennedy. When was the last time you heard their name in the lean and mean? Or the rankings?
0: Well, maybe when uh, Jim Hovey wrestled for him. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's been a long... <laughs> yeah,
1: Jim Hovey are one of those pesky Morgan brothers. Right? Uh, the Byron, they're another team. So, I'm I, oh, sorry, I skipped over. Sox Center, Melrose, then Byron. Thief River Falls, Marshall, and Fillmore Central, Lanesboro, Mabel, Canley, and out the lead, they round out the lean and mean. But like Byron that's another school they they've done such a great job of of embracing girls wrestling and their coaching staff is they're 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 so supportive of girls wrestling that look for those those schools like that I kind of consider them to have a little bit of a head start sure like on the on the pack you know just on the field yeah I don't know um individual rankings we could talk about them i mean they are so spread out like at 100 pounds bianca idy she's from stillwater the number she's currently ranked number one at 100 number two is ella henning she's from walker hackensack akeley nevis i wish i went to said that i wanted i would put i had, should have had you say it
0: well it's
1: a number three ranked wrestler at that weight maggie olson from albert lee is it? Number four ranked wrestler Amelia Hermanson from Robinson Armstrong. Number five is, now this one's a little tricky for me, Tiacious Kenna from Moorhead. Number six, Ava Schultz from St. Michael Albertville. Seven is Ivy Brandenburg from Hastings. Eight is Zoe Rodas from South St. Paul. Nine is Macy Schaefer from Broda Mazeppa. And ten is Lexi Morrison from Rush City, Bram. And I don't plan on going through all the ranked wrestlers and girls wrestling. Sure. But the reason I, I just... That was the first weight class, and they are from all over the state. Well,
0: I think that that's a great, uh, like a sample, right? Of the fact that this is not uh, STMA, Simley, Apple Valley, Stillwater, and Shakopee, right? Like it's, it's not necessarily just like the top four, five, six, whatever, and other schools as well. But it's not... It's not just like traditional recent powerhouses. They're from all over, from you all, know, which over. is great.
1: From all over, like I mean, you're talking north, south, east, west. Like, you know, a lot of the girls we know because um, we've we've seen them wrestle before. But you know, we're not. You know, you know. It's it's a a really fun tournament to keep an eye on. Yeah, that is. One of my favorite wrestlers in the mix is Charlie Raymond from Simley at 118 pounds, as you mentioned Simley. But you know you go through that bracket. Lana Welter from so- Sock Center Melrose at number two. Number three is Camden Salter from Rosemont. Number four is Al- Olivia Seisdahl from Black Duck Cast Lake Bina, Kellyher. That is a long ways from the XL Energy Center. What was that last school?
0: Uh, Kelleher? Kill her. and it, Boy, I shouldn't even embarrass myself on air here. Is Are they a recent addition to that um, to that group? I believe they are. And the fact that you know that is... Um, I do listen to you, Josh. I might, I might um, not know most of this, but I listen to you. I it. am
1: freaking impressed. Holy crap. I don't even know what to say right now. That is awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think they are. I mean... It's a like I say. That's they're way up north. It's it's just fun to look through these brackets at one hundred twenty four, one hundred twenty four pounds. Madeline Strohmeyer from she's from Aiken. Nice. Do you remember what their mascot is? Oof. It's one. It's a fun one.
0: I don't. Oh, there's the, should.
1: You should know this. I, I should. Did. If there's one worth remembering, it's the Gobblers.
0: Yes. From Aiken. Yes.
1: <laughs> you, know, you got so she's okay she's ranked madeline's ranked number one number two is andrea quinones from apple valley
0: number three is chloe berg from chatfield i mean you go aiken to apple valley to chatfield is so i know that that quinones feels like a younger sister from a wrestler from like the 2015 16 17 time frame it's
1: impressive
0: right um yeah but yeah
1: that's same spelling I am guessing there is a relation there. but Right. Boy,
0: that was a long... That was I know. Like, it could be a niece or something, too. It could, could be, but wasn't or that... Y- I don't know. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking it was like the 2015-ish, so 10-ish years. Wasn't so that? big spread, but not crazy. Wasn't there a Quinones in the Apple
1: Valley versus St. Michael Elberville State Championship match that there was a bleed-out
0: in? They ended up tying? Yeah. You know what? It, it, that might have been... Was it Anthony Quinones? I can't remember. But yeah, there was. He might have been. He might have been from 15 through 18 or 19. I don't remember. Yeah, that's
1: that's. It definitely but definitely, I, yeah. The let's 136 pounds at number one in the state ranked Audrey Rogotsky from Stillwater.
0: It's a name I've heard before. I've actually name? said it tonight. Yes.
1: <laughs> number two is Cassie Gonzalez from Apple Valley. Number three is Diane Smith from. Grand Meadow, Leroy Ostrander, Southland. Number four is Allie Altringer from Anoka. Number five is Catiana Lopez-Moan from Otter Tail Central. I mean, they are literally... I love it. Just a ton of representation from the state. It'll be so fun to see what happens in the section tournaments. 155 pounds, your number one-ranked wrestler is Skylar Little Soldier. Speaking of which... I don't mean to give Hastings too much love right now, but I saw an article that they released their uh, Apollo and Athena award winners
0: already. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. It seemed a little early, but I don't, I guess, who knows how that works or when it works. But for people that don't know what that is, so like your Apollo award winner is basically like your male athlete, the senior male athlete of the year, and your Athena award winner is your female athlete of the year. In Hastings, their Apollo Award winner is Blake Beisel. Yep. And their Athena Award winner is Skylar Little Soldier. Nice. Now, I have nothing to back this claim up at all, Al, so I could be, I mean, I'm kind of making it up, but I've, I feel like it, it's got to be the first time a, a pair of wrestlers have won the Apollo and Athena Award. I don't know. I mean, if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm gonna I'm going to go on record and say I think this is the first time. I believe it. I believe it. That's pretty impressive. You know, like seeing a couple wrestlers winning their athlete of the yeah, year. in senior class. Uh, that, so that's so Skylar, she's 155 pounds. And the number two ranked wrestler is Sarah Polk from Badger, Greenbush, Middle River. So they're you know their mascot off? You let's I know you know their mascot, whether or not you remember I, it is I there,
0: do know it. We had uh, we had Farmington family that was from there, they're are they like the Gators or something. They
1: are <laughs> the Gators.
0: They absolutely
1: are the Gators. And they are a long ways from Hastings. They're a long ways from Hastings. I mean, yes, they're they're a long ways from XL Energy Center. The number three ranked wrestler in that bracket is Belle. I believe it's pronounced Sukta. She's from Shockby. I got a chance to watch her wrestle at the Assembly Tournament. Mainly because I think her parents were probably were sitting like a row or two in front of me, so you always kind of yeah, with you know you recognize the parents when they start paying like extra attention for sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Bell's pretty good. She's a strong kid. She is looking. For, I imagine she will have a nice state tournament. Uh, you know, assuming she qualifies. to Qualify first, the, right? Qualify yep. first, but you know. she's from Shock Number four is Elizabeth. Hiller from Roseville, number five is Esperanza Cavillo from Apple Valley, and number six is Abby Irvasti, Irvasti from Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie, uh, number seven is CC Rock, I could just go on, I'm just looking through these,
0: I've actually watched Espy uh, wrestle from Apple Valley, they wrestled for a couple of years, she's a uh, student at my wife's, uh my wife works at Apple Valley Middle School, and SB is, is been one of her students there. So, um, a couple of years ago, that first first time they had a girls' state tournament, SB qualified, and Jen and I followed her through that tournament.
1: Yeah, that's a small world, isn't it? it?
0: Really is. I saw at one hundred and seventy pounds.
1: Apple Valley's got a defending state champ, and you might have to help me with this pronunciation. Al, is it? It's Grace. A leg bowl? She's a senior. She's going off to wrestle at Uranus College, I believe.
0: Yeah. Is it a leg bowl? I think so, but I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, there's...
1: Man, there's, again... Leah Willard from Bemidji. She's ranked third. Sadie Strait. She's from St. Michael Elberville. Number five is Samantha Zoller from Thief River Falls. Number six is... Esther Say from Marshall. I am so glad I do not do the girls' rankings. They are oh my from
0: goodness. everywhere. It it would be fun to have like a, uh, you know, one of those, I don't know, Google Maps or whatever with like pins that are dropped for for, um, you know, maybe like drop a pin for every rank kid and use a different color for every weight class and and just watch how spread out across the whole state they are. It's crazy.
1: I love it. The numbers that continue to grow. Participation numbers, actual participation numbers, I believe, have doubled. The number of wrestlers that are competing in the section tournament have close to doubled. And it should just it, uh, it's just going to make for a better and better product each year. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure. Uh,
1: okay. I'll,
0: um... yeah, I mean... The reality is that the more gals we get wrestling the better wrestlers are going to be um, participating in those qualifying tournaments and therefore the the better product makes it to the XL Energy Center you yeah. know and that's that's just the way it is that's reality uh, every year it's gonna get a little better so um, shout out to you gals that are thinking about wrestling the sooner the better if you wait around it's only gonna get tougher so so get in now don't don't wait
1: yeah. It's, a, it's growing like crazy and super fun to watch. I'm going to be at, you're going to be over in Sioux Falls this weekend. I'm going to be in Redwood Falls. I look forward to following the duel on my phone between Augustana and Augsburg. Yep. I look forward to seeing them win
0: 30 to nothing. Right. One way or the other. One, one, one team. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what
1: happens. Um,
0: it wouldn't surprise me if we were both wrong to some degree just a smidge there's a good chance i could get mixed <laughs> in there
1: but i will definitely be focusing my attention will be on the uh the sections one and three and two and four girls wrestling tournaments and
0: and those are all on track right they always have been and i assume they're going to be this year oh, yeah. yes. which is good because i'll definitely be um i'll definitely be watching that as well um like to, I like to log into those things and, and select, you know, the quote-unquote my wrestlers um, and add in the wrestlers I want to follow. So if I'm looking at a bracket, it shows up highlighted yellow right away. Um, maybe set up some, some text alerts to, to learn when wrestlers are being called to a mat or when they complete. Do you know if they're streaming any or all of these uh, qualifier events? I haven't seen anything yet either way.
1: I have zero idea. You know, I don't know a lot of it's times. It's one of those things.
0: People ask me about that sort of thing, and I'm like, well, I don't know because I'm going to be there, so I don't need to know. I haven't really looked into it. That's maybe where you're at right now is you're going to be there anyway.
1: Well, in the state high school, League, it always seems to get a little goofy when it comes to section
0: Some sections are super goofy.
1: Like streaming for for the postseason. I don't know exactly how or why that works the way it does.
0: Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. At one point there was like, well, you could do it, but you had to apply, and then you maybe had to pay a fee, but it could be a fee set by the section manager. So it could be one dollar or it could be a thousand dollars. Like it was some there was some goofiness there. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky, like I don't know the details. I don't remember the details. Best bet's to pick one close to you and just go watch, I think. Well, yeah. I mean if you pick either
1: Redwood, if you live relatively close to Redwood Falls or Bemidji, like because
0: that is not a short job between either <laughs> one. Depends on where you're coming from. Yeah, that is um they're both walking distance if you have enough time. Anywhere's walking distance. Yeah, I never thought about that. That is a good Point,
1: but I, I, don't recommend walking to either one. Yeah, the. Uh, so here's a. An interesting one. So we got we had girls wrestling sections this weekend, team wrestling sections next weekend, and then. Individual sections, individual boys the weekend after that, right?
0: Yeah, that should be the the deal, right? So, girls qualifier team qualifier, boys individual qualifier, and then right into a short week before state.
1: Yeah. So we'll probably today's Wednesday. Wednesday we'll get back in studio maybe. Well, we'll definitely not be till after the girls sections. So we got some results to look at. Maybe Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, sometime.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell. I uh, I, actually, so I'm going to the Battle of the Augies tomorrow, yeah. Augsburg and Augustana. Um, and I am actually going to continue to make my way down to Lincoln, Nebraska, I think, and watch the Huskers and Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines wrestle on Peyton Robb's senior night down there. Oh, Lincoln's beautiful this time of year. It is. It's actually, even when it's not super nice out up here, it's, it's nice down there, but no, it, it is nice and, uh, should be a good duel, should be some good matches. And, um, yeah, that I guess it's one of the advantages of getting old, I guess, is you have, you know, a little bit, um, a little bit less on, on the calendar, like still busy, but this time of year, it's not quite as busy. As it has been at some time. So, we're gonna do a little quick trip down to to Lincoln, swing through there from si- Sioux Falls on the way home.
1: Sweet, you're yeah, you're
0: over halfway there. You might as well right. So that's that duel is
1: fr- Friday. Friday. That's Friday. I'm on call for work starting tomorrow for a week, so we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, we'll um we'll get back in here after we get some results from the girls' sections, so we can highlight some of these girls wrestlers that are qualifying for the state tournament, maybe give a little preview to the team side of things?
0: Yeah. So like for, um, it's going to get busy. It's going to get busy, man, which is great, but yeah, maybe we get together and, um, we probably won't have to, to, we'll maybe do like a quick recap, but like a literal quick recap, not super in depth with (laughs) the, uh, the college stuff, but then Maybe we can do like a little girls recap and a boys uh, team preview um, next week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. awesome. And then um, just kind of see how it plays out. And depending on how things work, you know, we could, if, if the timing works out, we could do that. And the next week we could do a little bit of a team recap, an individual preview, and then we could do a state preview. I don't, I mean, we've got, we have plenty of opportunities um, we'll see what works uh, historically um, it doesn't work to get together every single week for for six weeks but we, we
1: are gonna try and make it happen we are and I will mention this that like go check out the guillotine there are so many good resources on there from years past and links and oh, yeah. results and I mean, rankings
0: we we were looking beforehand here, we were looking and we just wanted to get some quick numbers on girls' participation numbers in the postseason. We went to the guillotine, clicked on high school postseason, or high school tournament time. Tournament time. And then there's links right there for a bunch of info, but if you scroll down, it's got uh, a whole bunch of years, 5, 10, 20 years, I don't know, whatever, Click on 2023 and we found our stuff. We maybe spent you know, 10, 15 minutes finding the the girls' state tournament last year. And being able to look through very easily, so um, it's a great resource. Great
1: resource, and I actually I forgot to tell you this. We I think we must have talked about it in our last episode, and our our friend from the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, Teague Fenwick, he went to check check out the guillotine, and he texted me. He's like, "You aren't kidding. There is there is so much it's information. It's a treasure right. trove like, of information like, for a guy like Teague. Like oh, he would yeah. get lost in that website like, for sure."
0: He's like, like what? some people be go there and be like, yeah, why don't? Want... There's a bunch of old junk on here. I don't know, but like Teague, I could see getting on there and be like, wow, yeah. are you kidding me? It's like so handy. Yeah, you uh, you can go back and look at at you know Sam Brankell to see when the last time he wrestled a match for the Gophers. And hey, we talked about big duels, and um, I saw a recap of uh, Dylan Ness pinning. Uh, Alton in the Penn State duel, and Sam Brankel, um pinning um, Thomas Gilman. Thomas Gilman in <laughs> I, the in the Hawkeye duel. Match. <laughs> and then Sam Brankell wrestling last weekend. And you know, wait, was it ten years ago that he, he pinned Gilman? And when's the last time he wrestled competitively? <laughs> I
1: got to do the math on this. Like, um, what the heck was when I was in Lake Crystal? right it was like crystal so yeah. it was like 2 weeks ago <laughs> yeah
0: oh it's hilarious yeah that is freaking awesome that but yeah you can find all that stuff on the guilty, When you he, know
1: when he beat gilman though oh my oh gosh boy. i mean he didn't just catch him like he right i mean there was some punishing that went on before that and that was so uh, let's fun. be
0: honest, like Sam was an exciting guy to watch, but that was by far like you want to talk about a signature win, mm-hmm. a, a defining win. And not that you'd ever try to define a kid's career by one match, right? Like he wrestled for years and years and years and worked hard, did all blah, blah on and on. Oh yeah. But that match, like, is iconic. It was, it was, you know. 12 years later it's on the Big Ten network as part of a highlight show oh <laughs> it's crazy Watch <laughs> how fun is it right like how cool is it to have that in your back pocket as part of your history like Which
1: makes it even better for me is like I don't remember who I was talking to about this but there's a chance like that match and that result you know because I think that the Hawk the Hawkeyes were kind of jumping back and forth between Corey Clark and Gilman, it, yeah. And Gilman at that time? Yep. Maybe I'm wrong, because it's been a long time now. But then after Kell buried Thomas Gilman and pinned oh, and he him, buried him. Buried him. You know, the, the Hawkeyes are like, well, we better go with Corey Clark. It
0: was not a touch fall. It was no. He buried him. I just buried him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When you get off the air, I'm going to watch that match. All right. Well, speaking of getting off the air, what you, what else do you have for tonight, Josh? Um... That's I'm I'm good. We're good. We, yeah. We took a nice one hour show and turned it two hours fifteen minutes. But that'll happen. I mean, we got to blame Lundy a little bit. Like he called and distract us for a bit. Yeah,
1: did not expect that. Um, awesome there's, surprise. There's, there's a few few rest or fans or listeners that are <laughs> encouraging him to call <laughs> us now. So we'll work with that. But yeah, one hour show, two hours and fifteen minutes. They give you a work a week's worth of content. That's
0: how we roll. Uh, Congrat er, you're welcome for your treadmill time. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll figure out a plan for next week and go from there.
1: Sounds good. All right. See ya. See y'all.
0: Well, another great
1: podcast.
3: Great pod. Time for the end of show wrap. Minnesota wrestling <laughs> represent- <laughs> and Alan, Josh is the podcast show Just
1: two guys that's in the know, bringing the wrestling news episodes You can sit and listen or hear on the go Voices is smooth, podcast is free, many platforms for downloading Minnesota wrestling and Josh Raymond report the scene High school, college, women youth Minnesota wrestling this for you live from the kitchen on me studio 2 can't wait
2: for the next one stay tuned